0: Hello job. La pa pa pa. Hello I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to labada guys it's for a big night episode of the drunk dashers podcast also known as labada i am your host tyler and join me with the man the myth the legend of himself sir colonel Gables. what's up buddy
1: dude crazy work week barring all that man i am so excited towards extra life this upcoming saturday man oh crap But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for that. Mm -hmm. Other than, like, work-related stuff, I did make some gaming purchases this week. As did I. And it's actually one of the games I know you've been playing a lot of this week. Guardians of the Galaxy. Resident Evil 6?
0: Oh, yeah, that too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, not only did I get my Guardians of the Galaxy for PS5 and stuff like that, but uh, for the people listening in, I also... Did by the Neo Collection for PS5. Okay. Okay. okay I was okay. not I'll thinking sure. of buying this game until and I mean until I came across a specific deal at Walmart inside of my uh, local Walmart and stuff in my town. So on occasion, they go forth and they clearance games. They yeah. mark them down super cheap and stuff like that and you're going to go through and get like, uh, you can get a specific game or something maybe for about a couple bucks or this and there. So, they had marked down one game I saw that was, like, Madden 21 for, like, $4 on the PS5. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not getting that. I have played that. I know how that goes. It's but, game pass. But, they have the Neo collection, right? Which is the collection of the PS4 games, like, the first one, the second one, all their DLC, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. They had it marked down to $7. For a PS5 <laughs> game? Yes! Wow! Yes, this PS5 game, this Neo, they still have a couple copies left. This when this game when this game the Neo collection was stocked into my Walmart, it did not move a single copy. <laughs> I literally kept tabs and looked at this damn thing, and no, nobody bought a single copy of the Neo collection, which was retailing at seventy dollars. Okay, Gables
0: bought, Gables bought every copy.
1: Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> oh no, Gables is not that crazy, but. I will say, man, this marks out like the second time this past year where I've found decent games liquidated down to like a clearance level price. I mean, mm-hmm. before that, earlier on this year, it was the freaking Xenoblade Chronicles collection for like $10, <laughs> the definitive edition for a Switch. But uh, nice. yeah, I gotta say, man, it's like, at least now I got a couple more games where I can pop up, play them during the Extra Life and stuff like that. Definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, I know going in, like the week before Extra Life and stuff, there's like one game I'm playing right now where I want to finish. And I want to go through and uh, see if I can get this done before Extra Life. Because my main main thing is I want to finish up this last game and then have a break from gaming in general Yeah, until Extra Life. I've tried doing something similar to that last year it helped me out benefit it helped me out like uh pretty much it helped me out pretty much because it's like i was able to focus upon what i wanted to play get things going to and fro and stuff and i played what i felt like and it actually went through rather well so i've been playing the castlevania games pretty hardcore right <laughs> but uh but yeah we can get into more of what we've been playing and stuff after i found out what have you been doing tyler <laughs> Oh, man i'm
0: you know i'm doing all right man you know it's just uh i'm with you gables extra life is, is so close you can almost taste it yeah. you know what's in the air i'm so excited for it i don't know what that was so i don't know why you could taste it but um i don't know i'm not uh, simulating I'm, uh, the mint taste oh yes <laughs> uh, yeah it's great uh all the you other coffee taste well i guess I, I i did have three cups of coffee for um well that's podcast. the coffee for you it's not yeah. a coke for me yeah well i i woke up at like three o'clock in the morning for some reason and i've just been yeah. up since and i tried taking a nap but i just couldn't and then about eight o'clock my time um i just hit a wall and we don't get on here until like nine o'clock my time i'm like yeah i am not gonna make it if i don't drink some coffee so i'll drink some coffee now i'm wide awake and it's ten fifteen. so now i'm gonna be out now now my whole schedule's fucked um <laughs> so it's gonna be one of those those days one of those weekends this week where it's gonna be all screwed up now but um it's fine, you know. We got actually, I've coming up. I'm super pumped for it. Uh, one week away. I made some purchases. Two gables. Um, oh, you did. Uh, I have Far Cry Six here, but I bought that hey. a couple weeks ago. I talked about it last week. I got that. Um, I also, I, I as well bought Guardians of the Galaxy here. Yes. Uh, for yes. for audio listeners, we're just showing pictures of our games we have now. Um, and then I have uh, House of Ashes here. Really? Um, House yeah, of Ashes. If you can see. Yeah, it's the. Uh, um, it's a. Dark Pictures. The it's, the, it's the until it's the Dawn people. It's their third oh, game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We we're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I picked that up. Um I'm I'm with that one. I, I don't know how the problem with Extra Life is is always trying to play those um like story heavy games sometimes on Extra Life. Uh if especially if you're in a party with people and you want to chit chat and stuff like that, you want but you also want to right, focus on right. the story. So it's always a it's always a tough thing. So I, I don't know if I'm gonna um maybe jump into House of Ashes on that day. because especially if that one's so Quick time eventy, um, but yeah, I mean, oh man, if I will, I guess we'll get into it here. Uh, extra life, if you don't know, um, it's we've been talking about it all the fuck time. It's your first time listening to us, or maybe you just listened to us, um, on on uh, Wednesday or a couple days ago. We did a special second episode for you guys where we talked about you know tips and tricks to survive extra life day and um, stuff like that. And um, instead of like just doing a whole chunk during an, an episode, we'll just making it its own thing. So if you missed that, you will curious, go back and listen to it. But if you are you don't know, it is a awesome charity that we do every year. Extra-life.org is the website. Uh, we play games for 24 straight hours. It's typically the first Saturday of November, November 6th this year. Uh, all the money that we raise for, it goes to Children's Medical Network Hospitals. You get to pick the hospital anywhere in, in Canada or the United States. Um, and you raise enough money, you get cool stuff like this T-shirt here. Uh, and, or you get some medals or you get some cool lights. I have, I have I got a light back there. Um, there's a really cool light this year, but it's, you have to get $2,500 to get there. It's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome looking light though. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, we don't do it for that, but it's, you know, some cool benefits on the side. You get some stickers too. I like stickers. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool thing. Like I said, all the money that we raise and we play games 24 straight hours. Uh, people will donate to you. If you're curious about it, go extra dash life.org. Um, go there, check it out. I'll put a link in our show notes for everybody to look into it if they want to um, uh, but if you want to donate to us, that's even, that's great too. Uh, I'm Tyler mm-hmm. Courtney. That's Gabe Bagno. Uh, go look us up on there and you can, uh, donate to us. But I mean, more importantly, I think just signing up, just doing yourself or telling somebody that you think would be interested about it and them signing up would be even better. Cause that's just more people p- participating. That's just more it is we're just spreading the awareness of this awesome charity. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think last year they, they, they broke the record. They, they breaking the record. They have broken the record every year uh, that they've done this. This is year eleven, I want to say, eleven right. or twelve. I, I can't yeah. remember at this point. I think yeah. So this is my this is gonna be my ninth year. Or t- wait. No, tenth, it's gonna be your year, tenth year. My tenth it's year. Be my your ninth year. Ninth. <laughs> yes. So I mean, I'm all I'm all jazzed up. I literally just drank all three cups of coffee like forty. <laughs> like I drank them all like an hour ago, and it's it just fucking hit. <laughs> like Gables, I had a very monotone normal conversation and then it like in the last like 10 minutes it fucking hit <laughs> so here we are so it's, the problem is now is i'm gonna be jazz now i'm like hot but i was like cold earlier so i put on some like pjs which you might see me get up um yeah. when i got the games if you're if you're watching us and don't fun for my pjs they're very soft and comfortable and i like them <laughs> the problem is they're very they're too soft and comfortable and warm and thick so now i'm kind of hot um I turned. The, I closed the windows. Turned the heat on a little bit, so because it was getting a little chilly in here. Now I'm regretting it, Gables. But I, I don't want to get up. <laughs> we're but anyways, I'm on one right now. Oh, boy. Anyways, uh, but with Extra Life, uh, typically what we would try to do is we, we would record like, the like the night before, and that's just stupid uh, of us because you know we want to sleep in. We want to get, uh, get a good night's sleep. We don't want to record um, late and then have to get a good night's sleep but also kind of get up early enough that we can start gaming and not totally jack up our sleep schedule so next week's episode will be coming out a day later typically we record on saturday nights and it goes up sunday morning sunday afternoon depending on how um productive i am on sunday morning um as far as editing goes uh if i'm just not feeling it it's gonna be afternoon if i if i'm up and motivated it'll be in the morning uh but uh yeah, so next week's we'll be going up on Sunday night, Monday morning, um, late Sunday night, uh, Monday morning, um, because instead of trying to cram an episode in uh, before Extra Life, we're just gonna do, uh, we're, we're we're just gonna give ourselves the break on and not worry about it, get a good good night's rest uh, Friday night, and have all day Saturday 20, 24 hours play video games, and then. Uh try to uh get our our shit together so we can record a podcast Sunday night. But um
1: mm-hmm. we
0: are a week we are a week away. Uh, we're it's it's weird. It doesn't feel like it's it's next week, but uh it doesn't. This I, is so
1: it, it, this year's been keep, so quick anyway. So yeah, it feels true. weird to have it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, the last two years in general have just like been a blur. But um yeah, it, it's it's been nuts. I I keep running. I keep running I'm like, no, it's like three weeks away. Wait, no, it's like a week and a half and a half. And I was saying, well, I'm my like, God, ah, it's like two weeks. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm perpetually like two weeks away. I don't know. I just don't want to like, I think my mind is at this age now. My mind just doesn't want to believe we're already close to the next month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think my, my my mind trying to trick me into th- not, not recognizing that months are coming as fast as they are, but here we are. But anyways, extra life's next week. Gables, we were talking about a little bit for the show. Um, what are some of your, you know, you already kind of mentioned it. What, what are some of your like big plans for uh, extra life?
1: Okay, so my big plans for Extra Life, honestly, I want to start off strong, really, because I want to try to do the similar things like I've done in the past couple of years, which is start at midnight and then work my way and stuff, so basically for those that are listening in, I have a little routine over the past couple of years to where I fall asleep like around 7 o'clock sometimes, like on that Friday night and stuff, and then try to get some form of sleep and stuff, then wake up around midnight and just start gaming from there. I usually mm-hmm. end up streaming my progress and stuff. So twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables and stuff is some is a place where you can go through and watch my progress and stuff. I'll post the link to my uh, my Twitch, like, not Twitch, but I'll post um, the link.
0: Message me on Instagram after the show. We use Messenger on Instagram, by the way, people, if you're, if you're wondering. yeah. Uh, you, uh, to remind me to put the link in the show notes for your Twitch.
1: Okay. Yeah, no problem. But, uh, yeah, during the uh, stream itself, like on Twitch and stuff, I'll have my link to uh, where you're supposed to, you know, you can follow the link if you want to donate or something like that. But uh, for my actual goal and stuff like that, it's not going to be insane or something like that. I'm really wanting to raise like maybe like about 100 bucks, maybe max or something like that. If I hit over that goal, I mean, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. But uh, I'm raising my money for Seattle Children's Hospital and stuff like that. That's something I'd like to do to help. Like the local kids, like over in Seattle and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of the gaming plans in and of itself, I'm basically playing it by how I feel in that regards. I know Tyler has a few games that you and I are gonna want to try to play together mm-hmm. in that regards. If it's like, if it's say like Back for Blood or if it's Operation Tango or whatever the hell, you know, we'll go through and say from there. I hope that we will get a party together with uh, yeah. some of our friends with the Talking Ship and stuff, and play maybe play some Rocket League or play whatever. That's something that uh, we as a group have to try to decide upon if we want to play that one game together. And even so, I could stay on a little bit longer just to play that <laughs> and stuff with you guys. Because you say like, that now, it sounds. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I understand. I say that now, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like not even an hour. am not even an hour like in after I like I get done or something. I'm just conked out or some yeah. shit. But. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for last year because I was playing some games and stuff that I was trying to finish up, and then I had... It was one of those years where I didn't have my notifications turned on. I see all these invites and stuff yeah. from uh, Jitterbug. I'm like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that sucks because you're trying to stream, but you don't want a bunch of notifications, but yeah, then you miss all the... I recommend the, uh, the PlayStation app for that. Um, cause oh, yeah, the PlayStation it, app, yep. If, if you turn off notifications on your PS5 or PS4, you'll still get them on your phone.
1: So. yes yeah, so i still get i actually started i actually downloaded the app for the PlayStation app, so I should get notifications in regards to messages or in terms of invites or whatsoever. Some I added this past year is actually proven to be quite useful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh really, I'm mostly gonna be focusing on streaming on the p s five and stuff, but uh I'm not gonna be streaming probably all day or something because i'm gonna need my freaking rest in some regards in between, like my breaks
0: oh yeah always take a break but
1: uh my goal is from midnight to midnight so midnight on that friday night which is that saturday morning all the way to midnight saturday night or sunday morning in that regards and then just play pretty much what i feel but i would like to start off with like a game like at least a game i'm comfortable with and then i'll work my way going through and i'll basically play by how i feel yeah but uh what's the type of plan you're going to be starting with tyler
0: um so I always like do a thing it's like a weird stupid like I don't know like my testosterone thing maybe I don't know you know I feel like I have very little of that um where uh I like to start with the game of Madden and uh, then uh like towards like the last hour or two play a game of Madden just kind of see where I'm at you know like the 22 hours 23 hours of being awake how I do and typically I do really good but I mean I I people if you listen to this podcast I don't know if you you know I put hundreds of hours in the Madden every year. Um, so I actually it was like, uh, I was like at the Super Bowl today. So I played that game. I'm trying to get yeah. like, into the, I'm trying to get through all the off season stuff so I can kind of like you just trying to get shit ready to go. So that way on extra life day, I, I'm, I'm ready for a season. I have to do, cause the off season stuff could take up to two hours for the way I do it. I'm stupid about it. Um, so I'm just trying to get off stuff of the way I'm like, you just trying to clear it out, clear your schedule. Now I'm not trying to like, I want like, like it's, always i always try to do the same thing where i don't play games um like a lot really if at all like that week of i don't know, like just kind of like build anticipation because like you're also like you're just looking forward to playing games you're not like going in there like mm-hmm. i just been cramming, like you know you're not you're not cram a bunch of games in um, which i mean for me it's um, it's hard for me to play games during the week anyway so uh not no not a big change for me there but yeah like i want to play i'm gonna play some madden uh i have a list down here i um I have Far Cry 6. I did I started I mentioned last week I started playing it. I basically just played through the tutorial stuff. Um mm-hmm. like I played like the first like 3-4 hours and that's like basically like before you like get into like the actual like open like the actual world itself. Um so I I played through that so now I'm I'm ready to like actually jump into the game. Uh, I started the Halo 5 campaign uh a while back and I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I want to just finish it up, especially as we're getting closer to infinite here. Um, because I beat Halo 4 earlier this year and I've been playing five. Uh, and I think I'm halfway or more done with that. Um, we have talked about we're gonna play Yu Gi Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. Yeah, sure. Want to do that? I actually played that like the last like three hours um, during Extra Life last year just <laughs> by myself. Um, just because I was just like looking for something to play and that was just what I've landed on. And, um, definitely Back for Blood. Uh, like, like, so I, I put a thing in our, in our, in the group today about people, you know, um, people want to play and a few people have like, I was like, Hey, who's, who's participating? Uh, who wants to just play games with us? A few people, you know, mentioned that they're doing extra. they're playing games in extra life day too. And I told them just, okay, you want to join us, join us we'll be in a party chat just to hop on.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just basically spread the word up around. We're going to have a party chat on the PS, on the PS4, PS5, like, uh, thing going all day. Mm. in that regards and stuff. So anybody can just go in or out as they please. Yep. That's the best bet because we'll have that thing open and going through. I know it was like you and I and nerves last year. Yeah. That uh, was predominantly doing that.
0: Yeah. And so. in, in past years, yeah, we've had like full parties or close to pretty much all throughout the day, um, which is always the best. I mean, you just have fresh people jumping in and out. Um, but um, yeah, like operation tango was a game we were talking about. I, I, I'm, I mentioned it to you just for the show. I'm like, I, I, I heard pretty decent things about it and it's like a it takes two style like and then the part and the fact that you like you have to play with one play with one other person um you can't play it solo um like an Operation Spy game so I'm like well oh, it's it's supposed to be like a three to four hour game I'm like, it's a free PS Plus game we both got it check it out yeah as, as well know, if, yeah. give it a try yeah I mean if we if we like it well fuck yeah we could probably beat it in one sitting or at least you know during actual life if we don't it's whatever, we're not losing any money. Uh I I've had Ghostbusters that the remember the three sixty game book Ghostbusters they made a while back? Yep. Um like twelve years ago. Um I I rebought it like uh, oh, remastered, okay. Yeah, the remastered one. They they put it out a few years ago. I rebought it for like ten dollars on PSN, like right before Extra Life last year. And I, I was like, uh-huh. Oh, this would be good like, I just never got around to it. And I've had it downloaded and I'm just like, well, I'm if I feel like it, I'll feel like it and I'll I'll play that. So that's kinda of like my new plans. Like like you, like we, we we've learned a hard way. Even, you know, like I said, this would be my tenth, this would be Gable's ninth, you know, even you know, with seventeen years combined experience um going into this year, uh <laughs> we still are really bad about like we, we we had a whole tips trick things, but like we've learned a lot of do's and don'ts. Even last year, we're like, we're going to play Resident Evil six. And like, we were miserable. Uh So like <laughs> I'm definitely like, and I've said it before, like I've, I know I've done it in the past where I'm like, I'm not making any like concrete plans where I'm going to play this game for, you know, for six hours or whatever. I'm just like, just let it flow. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling it. Don't tie yourself to any commitments. So that's kind of where I'm at where I'm just like, you know, I feel like this is a good starting place, and yeah, you know, like who knows where? Maybe people will hop in and we'll play some like Predators Hunting Ground, which was a PSN PS Plus oh, game a couple months ago too. I have that one downloaded just in case, like Rocket League, whatever. Um, so yeah, I really want, like what my big things is I want to play Far Cry. Uh, I'd like to get a group together at back for Blood because I really like that game, but just you have to play with friends. Um, yeah, those are like the two key ones, and like Madden. But I mean, the other shit will just fall in place as we go. Uh, but, yeah, those are Extra Life plans. Like I said, if you're interested, extra-life.org, um, please go there, check it out, tell friends, share it, let everybody know. It's a really cool thing, um, and I, I can't wait. Um, also, and it's great, too, because uh, Gables and I both have long weekends now mm. to recover from um, said day because oh, yeah. I, had, I had to work the Monday. I had to work the full week afterwards. I had two jobs last this time last year. So um, that was terrible. Don't do that. If you can... Get that that at least that Monday off afterwards. um, It will mean everything for you because there'll be no recovering at all from that. So uh, yeah. Um, But anyways, Gables, uh, let's move on into some of our news this week. Not a very busy news week here. I was hoping. No. I was really counting on the PS the PlayStation State of Play to kind of be worthwhile. Um, (laughs) I and like I I said it last we were talking about last week. And we were both kind of like, not really expecting a lot here, but maybe we'll get like some, um, like final Fantasy 16 or maybe it will be some cool announcements out of it. No, no, there was not. Um, uh, and I said this out loud when, after the first trailer, um, cause you know, the big thing with like these like direct style presentations is the, the key thing is have something big at the, at the end or at the beginning and the end. And then have a couple of cool things in the middle. But the key right. is a big thing at the beginning. Or even like maybe not the biggest thing. But like a, a good punch to start off with. And then the really cool thing at the end. Um, and after the first trailer. of The first game, game that I showed. I'm like that was the first game. And that really set the whole thing in place for me. It was like a 21 minute, 22 minute long state of play. But they did say uh, it was all third party stuff. They didn't. And usually, if they have something big, they advertise it. Like we very right. rarely get big, huge surprises out of these things, unless it's like when it's a state of play. That's the case. When it's a showcase, expect everything. Um, you know, that that's a direct. That's like a Nintendo direct where everything's on the table. State of plays, they're usually pretty. Um, they do a really good job of setting this table. But even for this one, who boy, this was boring shit. So it started off with Death Verse Let It Die, which I guess is part of the Let It Die uh, world, um, which I completely forgot. Let it die was a thing, but death is like a reality. If, if they made a reality game show, uh, it's a multiplayer survival action game. Uh, but like you're, it's basically like a battle Royale style game. Uh, but it's PvPvE is what they're saying. Um, but it's a reality game show. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let I me, mean, were you excited about that? Did that tickle your fancy at all? Gables?
1: Honestly, I'm still kind of getting a little bit confused with the PV, PVE type of well, like.
0: Basically, I think so. The way it works, like we've had like game you know, like PvP, but there's also like computers on the map. Yes. and it sounds like there's just like cannon fodder basically on the map as well. I'm assuming it's like one of those things uh, where like see. you kill computers to like build up shit. Like that's what other games have done in the past as well. So I don't know. I I don't know how it's gonna work. I my I I had those like Krispy Kreme eyes about halfway through it where like my eyes just glazed over because i'm like i don't know what's happening like what okay i didn't have
1: very much interest at all in regards to this one only because of the fact that uh it's so weird it's so out there and stuff and i'm really i'm really not interested in regards to battle royale style of games right at this moment in time especially for the online multiplayer Mm -hmm. i mean we've got so many of them that they all start to blend in and look the same at a specific point, and this is a good example. Even though it's got an interesting gimmick to it, where it feels like a over-the-top action game and all this other stuff, the fact that it's a PvP, it really kind of leads credence to where I feel it's not going to be one of those type of games and stuff like that that's going to hold my attention for a long while. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like the audience will let this die. That's my opinion on it. Um, yeah, yeah I, it, you pretty much nailed it. There's so many of these fucking... There's so many online games nowadays, there's so many on Battle Royale game, It's ridiculous that, like... Okay, sure. Um, I guess it's got a unique twist to it. I guess we can give it that. Yeah. So maybe they'll give it an initial buzz. I believe it's coming out in 2022 as well. Uh, we are OFK. This game confused the fuck out of me. Um, it is an indie pop band OFK. Teams up with co-designer of Hyperlit. What? Hyperlite Jiffer now. Okay. 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 Gail's unbroken. I uh, can you say I had a re- reboot my brain here. <laughs> so I read Hyperlight Drifter and my brain melted uh, for a new five-episodic music uh, biopic series. So basically, I believe this is a real band. I didn't Google search this, but I was really confused. And I think a lot of people on Twitter were confused by this because uh, I was reading, I'm like, is this a band? I don't, I could easily Google search it, but I just use Twitter, which, whatever. Uh, but there, there's a band called OFK. And there's, like, it, episodic, apparently. No idea how, the, how that, that shit's going to work as far as, like, the, the breakdown of when he's coming out. Uh, but, like, you, like, the people in the band, like, you can, like, it's like almost like a dating style game. Where, like, you can text and talk and there's dialogue options. But also, it's got a cool, like, design to it, I think. Like kind of, the vibes of it are really cool, I thought. I like the art style that had my attention. Uh, but then, like I guess you can like create your own interactive music video at, um, in each episode because they're having like they're putting on an EP, and I think each up ep- each episode is gonna have a song for it, mm-hmm. and then you can make your own um, music video in game for that set song. I don't know, Gables. I'm, 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 I'm I was lost, but I read Hyper Live Jeff first, and now I'm kind of a little bit more in. What about you, Gables?
1: Halfway through it, I thought I was going to fall asleep. I mean, that's my honest reaction to it. Mm. It didn't hold much credence to it. I was pretty bored by the whole concept. And this is coming from someone that does love his music games, mm. especially when it comes to, like, uh, matching beats and this and that, you know. Mm. But, I mean, the fact that you can get to Create Your Own Music video, I mean, hey, that's, that's cool in that regards, and this whole virtual band stuff. Yeah, I was left confused as well. I mean, hell, I didn't know whether or not this is an actual real band or this is, like, something that's, Still not like... Sure. Yeah, it's, it's not really explained all too well, but the fact remains is it totally rubbed me the wrong way in regards to that. It's part dating sim, it's part music game, it's part this and that, you know, it's, I feel like that's too many factors to blend in and it just feels like something that they just came up with in regards and just decided to throw a whole bunch of ideas on the, like splat them on a chalkboard and stuff and then just draw a couple of lines. Okay, this is how this connects to this one and this, that, you know, and and I don't know it just feels kind of like a chaotic sort of thing from looking at it
0: yeah it it, it feels like um everybody in the band got to pick what what style of game this game is gonna be yep and then they just go like oh I want this I want a dating sim game oh I want an episodic game oh I want a, a music game oh I want a, a game that looks like it was made in dreams and this is what we got um but gables fear not yes because bug snacks uh oh, we yeah. have the Isle of Big Snacks, uh, it's coming early twenty twenty two. It's gonna be a free update. Uh, it's got a new island. Um, you can actually make it's like Animal Crossing style, where like you can actually like make living spaces in like a town. Uh, you can dress up your characters. Um, not too much more. I have no idea of like story content or if it's just like it's free. So I mean, maybe don't get too excited for like a big content drop here. But it just seems like it's just more stuff to do. But I, I guess I know. I guess you. I think you platinum the game. Um, yes, it did. I, I, on, there's, a, yes. I know there's a, a story to it, and a lot, I know a lot of people were confused about how it's going to work with the story. But I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be its own separate thing. Where, what's your thoughts on this, cables?
1: My thoughts on it is, it looks like something that's placed between like uh, the last mission of the original Bug Snacks and stuff like that, and uh, is somewhere in between because okay. it definitely feels like it's a subsidiary type of. Expansion or something before the end of the first game and stuff. When I first saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, is this a sequel to the original Bug Snacks? Because I liked playing that, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, even though they give heavy teasers towards the end of that game that there's going to be a sequel. But oh. uh, the thing about this one, it kind of threw me off guard in regards to, okay, it's free content for the original Bug Snacks. My only problem is I don't really feel like wanting to go back and play Bug Snacks, the original one, because I've already caught all the quote unquote. Bug snacks. I've already went through and did a whole bunch of the different stuff, and I know what the edit of the game is and this and that. And it's cool if you know this content. I'm thinking this content was delayed initially because of COVID and stuff, and now they're coming out with this free update yeah. now, and, and that's fine, you know, in that regards. But uh, in terms of the interest, this is going to really aim for the people that are going to be playing this game for the holiday or if it's going to be like someone that's thinking about diving into the bug snacks and all of a sudden you see that stuff. But uh, for someone like me that's already played it, already platinum it and stuff and really with a Pokemon game that's going to be coming out next month and stuff where this game really does feel like a Pokemon game. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not going to be warranting something for me to play long term, you know, okay. or to just experience it. Yeah. But I it's also... a cool thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely it's cool, especially it's free. I do, I, yeah, I wonder if it was delay or maybe because this was a PS Plus game when it, yes. for for the launch month of PS5. So maybe they're like trying to like, a lot of people didn't have a PS5 that have a PS5 now. Um, we got the report that they're over 13, like 13 and a half million as of um, September 30th. So yep. um, probably a lot, there's probably 10 plus million more people that have um, a PS five that didn't have one in November when the thing came out. So um maybe trying to get some more sales out of them. Um yeah, I mean I I should probably just play that game. i i I wanted to play it, but it just you know, obviously November was a crazy month uh last year and I just kinda missed it. Oh you know um,
1: man, it's like you can try out bug snacks. I mean I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it was, you know, and I had a lot of fun, got the platinum out of it, but at the same time it's definitely the type of game where If you just want to do a good playthrough and stuff like that and maybe get a couple of things here and there, you know, it's fully open with that. You don't have to complete everything in order to enjoy that game.
0: Yeah, well, check it out. Once we get, I have like a bunch of games here I haven't beaten yet. So maybe when I get through all those, I'll I'll, I'll check them out. But yeah, I do. That game, I I, I just kind of forgot about the game and this kind of just put it back in the, the front of my mind here. Uh, next up, though, a game that I want to put in the back of my mind, uh, Five Nights at Freddy Security Breach. Um, it's another They're making another Five Nights at Freddy games, uh, uh, Gables. Uh, we've seen this, I feel like, uh, approximately uh, 1,345 million times, if that's a real number. If it's not, uh, I don't care because that feels about accurate, which is approximately like seven more times than we saw Deathloop um, at, at PlayStation <laughs> events. So... Um, and i just care less and less every time i see it i i'm sure people there's people are really excited for it and i'm happy for you uh i just it's coming in december so that hopefully means we'll never see this again at one of these things but uh yeah that's my opinion what about you gibbles
1: i thought some of the concepts were interesting in some regards but uh i've never experienced day five nights of freddy's game i mean i understand the look and the appeal of it mm-hmm. i definitely understand like why some people do like playing it and stuff but i thought that was a cool kind of showcase of like the gameplay initially, what it is going to be, you know, which is more or less like a survival horror type of thing. I mean, yeah, you can go into one of the Freddy suits and stuff, and do like a stealth thing. And I thought it was kind of funny seeing like the uh, the animatronic characters, the introduction of the the different characters, and how they're just creeping up out, and just have this all this like this all this craziness in regards to like them attacking you and all, the, all this other shit. You know, it has that survival horror type of theme down, you know. But uh, yeah, I feel like this is a definitely the best thing we've seen from that game so far and you know i'm with you on the boat where it's like i don't really want to see another playstation event again i mean it's been yeah. over shown at uh, the playstation conferences and stuff yeah
0: i believe it was like it was that one of the ps5 showcases last year yes and we've seen it at every single one since then and, um
1: and it got delayed too yeah. if i remember correctly
0: yeah yeah uh so it's coming december so that, i feel like we're, we're probably not going to see this anymore state of plays or anything like that so that's yeah. good. Uh, but one game, Gables, that I would be really excited for if I if it if it was like, it hadn't already come to Xbox just in July, Death Door is coming to uh, PlayStation. i yes. uh, it's also coming to Switch. Um, yes. people are interested. Um, but currently it's only on an Xbox and PC. It's one of my game of the years. Uh, I, I started thinking about my list there at Day Gables, and I damn near had a mental breakdown because it's just. <laughs> This is not. It's not. It's and I was just me thinking about it while driving, not even looking at the list. Um, so uh, uh,
1: yes, that store, Haven. This, not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably a probably a war like a war field or something like that in your mind right now, thinking of game of the year. It's,
0: it's not great. It's not great, Gables. Um, it's like I, my brain is like how my heart feels after my my second Trenta coffee. Um, but um, anyways, it's coming to it's coming to PlayStation. Uh, it's coming in uh next month i believe it's like it's mid- november i didn't have a date here for some reason but they gave a date but if you pre-order it um on playstation you get you get titan souls for free which is their first game mm-hmm. um which is a very good game uh i just suck at it but it's it's, it's a boss rush game but it's very yes. good it's just i'm not good at it um but yeah anyways, so that's coming uh, i guess they're doing they're they're going really crazy with the dual sense controller that's one thing they're pushing so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what that means but Uh, This is a phenomenal game, Uh, and if you have not played it, uh, now you have no excuse because it's coming to everything, Switch and PlayStation. So, yep, um, yeah. Like I said, I would have been wait. This has been like the big thing of the show for me, but like it's already an Xbox. I've already played it. uh, It's phenomenal. So, uh, please. I know
1: know when it came to me and stuff. That definitely was a big moment for me because up until that time, I had been debating whether or not if I wanted to get it on the Xbox, my Xbox One or not, and stuff like that. But with this. But with this game, you know, coming out for PS5 and for Switch, you know, I have, I do have a chance now to go forth and want to play it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mean no? You don't have, a, you don't have a chance. You're gonna fucking play it, Games. <laughs> Why is he laughing?
1: Well, man, I'm excited about Death <laughs> Store coming to the PlayStation Five. Man, that's I, that's probably gonna be where I'm gonna be playing that anyway.
0: Yeah. It, oh boy, I love that game. Man. Just want to spread the, the word of it that more people should play it. Uh, a game though, I, I, I wish I much like Friday Night's Freddy. I, I hope the god they never spread the word of this ever again. Cart uh, Rider Drift, which apparently is like a super popular, f- uh, I don't know if it's an arcade game or free to play game, but it's it's apparently huge in like other Man. countries. Uh, it's it's like an Unreal Engine four game. It's an arcade racer that want, It's like a but it's like a super customizable like modern nation racer kind of game uh it's coming to PS4 obviously PS5 as well it's gonna, there's a beta coming in december but the main game is going to launch uh next year okay. um this just looks like a bad uh going to milk you for every dime you have uh car racer game i just does nothing for me a little you giggles.
1: you know what it really reminded me of when i when that footage was uh, showing the gameplay and all of a sudden it reminded me of uh obscure Game Boy Advance game that came out years ago and it's called Konami Racers. Like that sounds Konami terrible. Racers. Was Snake well,
0: one of these characters?
1: I not honestly I'm not too sure, but there were mm-hmm. definitely Konami IP characters inside there like uh, going I'm on and stuff up. like that and I think there was and I want to believe that there was a Castlevania character as well and I'm not too sure. But uh, Konami Racers and stuff like that was an obscure Game Boy Advance game that uh, I think came out near the launch of the system. But it was a fairly competent racer. And some of the looks and designs of some of those characters kind of reminded me of this, like, this, uh, this go-kart racer that they showed in this PlayStation. This, uh, yeah, this PlayStation, like, uh, direct deal But uh, from the looks of the free-to-play game, I thought it looked all right and stuff like that. I mean, if it's a free-to-play game and it's got, like, an open beta and stuff like that, I may want to give that a try. Only because, hey, it's some different alternative than Mario Kart, but at the same time, at the same time this is not going to be something I want to play long term. <laughs> uh
0: apparently uh it's called Konami Crazy Racers. Okay. And it actually came to the Wii U Game
1: Shop. Oh. Oh really? The Wii U Shop. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm uh, looking kind of at wondering...
0: I remember this cover now. I did not realize it was a Konami game though. I remember the I remember the the front. Um I don't recognize any of these characters. Oh boy, it came out in yeah, it came out in June 2001. So, yeah, a near launch game. Uh, it has Dracula from Castlevania. Uh, G- Go- Gomen from Mystical Ninja.
1: Ah, uh, uh, yes.
0: Motherfucker. It has Cyborg Ninja from Metal Gear Solid. God damn So, the it. one
1: I was referring to was, yes, Konami Crazy Erasers, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a Game Boy Advance game with it. And, uh, fun fact, this is actually one of the more rare games for the Game Boy Advance as... Uh, I'm seeing auctions for this damn thing on eBay for like over $300. <laughs> okay. uh, in Europe, yeah, it's, called, crazy it's
0: called Super Konami Kart in, in Europe. So take that for what you will. Uh, yeah. It has a, has a user rating of 42 out of 100.
1: Well, that's for the Wii game, right?
0: Well, it's the. It's the it was. They had, it was the Game Boy Advance version of it. You know, they put Game Boy yes. Advance games in the Wii U. It, it's that they just oh don't,
1: don't. that's right so
0: yeah that was the thing that happened so let's not do that again uh,
1: <laughs> oh that's funny that's a cyborg ninja from Metal Gear Solid in it that hurt that wow it's got gray fox
0: oh fuck. <laughs> it has wolf in there I'm pissed um, yeah. oh boy uh King of Fighters 15 um uh, they announced a new character I already forgot her name Dolores uh, Dolores, thank you. Um, uh, open beta is coming next uh, next month, I believe. But it's also the the PS5 version is coming. Uh, so is this game? Is King of Fighters 15 actually out? i was very confused because like it's because they announced a new character. So I was assuming it was like this game's already out, but a PS5 version's coming next month. No, actually
1: the... for King of Fighters 15, it's been announced that it's coming out in 2022, February 12th, I want to say of 2022, but what's been happening is they have been unveiling characters over the past couple months. This is the newest oh. character that's come up from it. So the beta's and... next month. Okay. Yes, gotcha. the beta's right. next month. I think you have like a couple of days in November that you can go through and stuff and uh Yeah, I'm fairly excited about how King of Fighters 15 is going to go forth and do. Because they've made plenty of changes. The look of the gameplay looks pretty damn cool. And, uh, this is a new character that has not been, like, uh, introduced before and stuff. Completely new to the game. Except Dolores, she has also some She, for the opposite of the looks, she has some sort of, like, crazy setups or some more combos. But, uh... Yeah, what's very much interesting about, uh this announcement and stuff it's the beta testing in regards to like the specific days where you can try out the online and stuff like that but releasing early 2022 and this fighting game stuff for next year is going to be crazy as well because there are rumors that next year we may have an announcement for Tekken 8 which I'd be all for I mean hell I haven't been enjoying the hell out of Tekken 7 the past like year or so year and a half now Oh. oh But, uh, yeah, man, it's like, I thought it was pretty cool with that announcement.
0: Well, good. I'm good. I'm glad something came out of this uh, because this didn't come out of it for me. Uh, First Class Treble. Uh, it is a social deception game. Launches on PS Plus next month. Uh, it basically is a. If someone just made Hitman, but made it Among Us game in the Hitman game, is what this game is. We have to, like, work together and, like,. Um, Solve puzzles but you can use it as traps on other people and you know it's it's among us, but it looks like Hitman and the Hitman engine. I have nothing... I don't know. That's I'll be honest game. with you. But there's a million of these fuck it's like the Battle Royale game. There's a million of these fucking things now.
1: I feel like this I feel like that game's gonna have its like niche core that will love to play it, but yeah. I yeah. honestly feel like this game is going to be like trash. That's what I basically feel yeah. about it.
0: I feel like it will be a fine game, possibly. It's like it's like a lot of these like deception games and battle royales and FPS games and like Call of Duty knockoffs. A lot of them are technically fine games. It's just yes, it you can't just be technically fine games when there's a million other options out there. You have to have something. You
1: uh, maybe, have um, to have something that's going to keep someone playing for more than a couple of hours. Yeah. And, yeah. It just seems bland.
0: Yeah. Um, so after all that boredom, uh, we're 18 minutes in Gables, in the Square Enix. Logo shows up, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Maybe we're against Final Fantasy 16, maybe it's Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2. I don't know. Nipples well, one nipple got hard because I'm like, it could be Final Fantasy 17 or 7, but then I'm also, I don't want to get too excited and have the other nipple get hard and it'd be 16 because I'd be disappointing because I don't give a fuck about 16. I just care about 7. Uh, it was none of those things, it was fucking Star Ocean Gables. Why? I don't even like JRPGs, and even people, even JRPG fanboys, are like why? Why is this? A- why? Nobody cares. Uh, Nobody fucking gives a shit. Nobody liked the uh, last one. Apparently, I didn't know people liked the first one. And here we are. We're getting another one. It's the tr- what? It's the 25th anniversary of this fucking thing.
1: Wow. The 25th going- anniversary of the franchise of Star Ocean. It's developed by triAce which uh, yes. They do develop the Star Ocean series, honestly. From what I've heard from the fan base in regards to some of the games inside of that series and stuff. Apparently, the one on the PS2, like a Star Ocean Till the End of the Time, that was one of the most popular ones and probably one of the best ones, from what I've been hearing. But uh, for this one, I'm I'm honestly surprised that they're going forth and making another Star Ocean game. I mean, I have everybody guess I have the last one. <laughs> That was given to me on my birthday. And Gables stuff. is the
0: problem. This is why it's happening. people know, that bought I didn't
1: I didn't I never asked for it, but yet it was part I... of a game thing that I got alongside Mass Effect and Geramida of all things. People that bought
0: Star Ocean and people that bought Metopia on on the Switch, you're the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing about the Star Ocean games, though, is they can be incredibly difficult if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. In specific things they're awfully specific in terms of the JRPG genre in itself. But from what looking at the footage of it. It looks like it's a clash between like some Star Ocean, like JRPG, like stuff, classic stuff. But it looks like they splashed a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles in it because it's a fully explorable type of environment. You know, it's like it has sort of the same sort of feel like you would play like a Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff. But uh, I, I will say though, it's like when I saw the Trias logo, I'm like, oh, what? No, and that's the thing. Trias did develop more than just star ocean stuff like that they also did i think they did also help for like uh valkyrie profile if i want to say but that's i'm not 100 percent sure on that one but i know they've created more games than that thing than star ocean but yeah that's it was definitely a weird placement to go forth and put out and stuff inside of this third party thing i mean granted biggest things that I liked going so far inside of that thing was uh, the freaking Death Store announced for PS5 and like freaking the King of Fighters 15 and stuff. So I know, I know it was definitely, it was like a bottom of the barrel sort of thing, but yeah, I can't help, but yeah, people really felt that announcement was kind of a disappointment for the new Star Ocean game. I mean, especially
0: me... especially when Square Enix was like, that, that was like the big thing of Final Fantasy Sixteen, and we got, we got the logo and like, oh fuck, this is it. And it's fucking Star Ocean. That's they had funny. to have
1: known that was going to happen and have that type of reaction. I mean, come yeah. on.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm keeping an open mind for the game itself, though. I mean, I'm not going to dismiss it. If this is a good game, this is going to be a good game. But if it's like a mediocre type of thing, then it's just going to be like another cog in the road. Yeah. So no biggie for me. Yeah.
0: And th- what sucks is like this was like essentially the, the one the one last thing. Because the, the the actual last thing was the only thing we knew for sure was going to be there. Yep. Uh, and they saved that for the end, which is an odd choice. Typically, you it's don't so see that.
1: Weird. Yes, they saved it for the end of it, and it was like yeah. what a five-minute sort of. Uh... Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, it was like a solid four and a half, five-minute-long uh, trailer for Little Devil Inside, which was revealed. Uh, well, I guess it was like a Kickstarter game at like 2015, uh, and they. But it was weird. They just never. Gave, it was supposed to come out this year. At the end of the trailer, they just never gave a date. Not even a year. They just so, okay, uh, but we finally got to see some like more gameplay. We got some like, gameplay last year um but it was all like in game kind of, not in game but like showing like you're like sitting at campfires and like you're like you're in a desert but now we get to see like the overworld stuff for like you're kind of like you're almost like one of those like look like to me like almost like one of those russian dolls the 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 ones that like stack but oh, yeah. um uh, uh, i can't remember what they're called but it, it reminds looked,
1: me like the the nesting dolls
0: yeah but like because they don't have feet and like they just kind of like jump around like on the overworld uh, you could take a car. You could take a train. I don't know what the right. fuck you do in this game, but the more I saw it, like I was actually like intrigued by this, and then the more I saw of it, the less interested I got for every second. What about you? Yeah,
1: guys? honestly, honestly, there were some things that I saw from that initial trailer. You know, where it felt like it felt kind of boring because the whole concept introduced anything. I thought it was I thought it was like a square. It was that it was like a. Exploring a lot of various places and stuff, and doing some sort of mundane cup of tasks and stuff. Mm. It started to become interesting a little bit more when it came to combat stuff. Maybe a little bit of combat stuff. There was that moment and stuff where the dude like stuck his like a sword or something through like a zombie or whatever the hell type of thing that was chasing after me was just starting to drag the thing along and stuff, and try to use it to attack another enemy and this and that. But uh, I don't think this was the best way to showcase the strengths of that game because even with even with that, you know, it's it didn't really leave a good first impression when I saw it. I mean, granted, this could be a great game, and we probably wouldn't even know it because of the way it was presented, you know, where you had, like, a lot of uninteresting things that were building up into, like, actual action sequences that uh, could have could have actually been more emphasized in that regards. Because I was left wondering, what type of a fucking game is this? Is this a JRPG? Is this, like, a pure up a, action game?
0: It's supposed to be, like, a survival-style game, but yeah, I don't know what... Like I think I don't know. I it was. I I don't I don't know. The more I solve it, the less interest I got, the more confused I got. Yeah,
1: if it's like a if it's like a straight up survival game or something like that, it just seems incredibly boring. Yeah. In that regards.
0: So yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall though, Gables, what's what's your thoughts on this fucking state of play?
1: All right, so for this state of play, there was pretty much two things that I liked throughout that entire thing: one, Death Store coming to PS5, and obviously nintendo switch and stuff which could have been left for like a random announcement on youtube for them gables but everything
0: in this thing could have been a random announcement on youtube you bring that up was the point. whole that was the whole
1: thing about this Go ahead, yes it, you know what yes you do bring up a good point and that's why i feel like this deserves a three out of ten mm. absolutely deserves a three out of ten because what could have been presented inside of this whole like state of play and stuff could have been easily have been put onto their YouTube page and stuff like that. Each individual trailers and stuff, instead of having this kind of like, I thought it was a big waste of time because it's like you advertise this thing before and this is going to be third party content, this and that and stuff. Instead of making it a spectacle and make it bigger than it was and stuff like that, post the trailers right there. Like you generally do for every week for any other game releases and stuff that you got. Yeah. I mean, when the biggest thing that came out of that whole thing was Death Store coming to multiple different consoles that hadn't been out previously, and King of Fighters 15, which, you know, it's going to appeal to some of the hardcore, like, fighting game fans that are interested in it, like, well, you know what, I, like myself, I love my fighting games, I mean, I'm not going to doubt it, I mean, hell, but at the same time, for everybody else, if they weren't interested in those subset of games, they were left incredibly bored and and thinking, what the hell are we even doing here watching this?
0: yeah yeah I agree the one City of grace was like yeah, it was like twenty minutes and I wouldn't like i said i i, I think most people had their expectations pretty low um yeah. like I was going in like this is probably gonna be like a five you know kind of like a five out of ten like a- expectations could be a seven you know but I wasn't expecting like oh my god you know like we just had an awesome showcase i think just last month so yeah. um this just reminded me a lot remember last year we kept getting those like nin- those Nintendo directs partnership directs. Yes, and it was just like why they did like four of them and like they did like four straight months of them and it was just like why do we keep having it? like these little like little 15 minute directs where they're showing off all of these like just random third-party uh indie games and like yep um shit like that and come to find out they actually have like uh like con like contracted with these publishers and these and these people to advertise these games in these like directs and state of plays so i feel like that's probably what the, what it was is like they like, had to put these on one thing and I just didn't couldn't fit it in the one they had last month. Cause I mean, last oh, month was boy. incredible. So I thought, I think that's what it was, but yeah, it was by far like most of these state of plays have been pretty me. I would say like, there's been the ones like their, their show, like we're going to, this is going to be a last of us, uh, state of play or This is the horizon state of play or like, right, they focus- right. For the most, like there's never been like an awesome state of play. They always, the awesome stuff is the showcases. Um, but this was by far like there was always at least in the other ones, something of interest typically uh, in it. Like, or like they've always done a really good, like they had, we had one earlier this year where it was like, like, I think it was like shortly before E3. Like they had a horizon one. And then like a couple weeks later, they had another one and it was kind of the same thing, but like, it was a slightly bigger games than this. And like, like I said, they told you not to have expectations, and even still, like, this, yeah, it was, like, at least the other ones wasn't, like, a gigantic waste of time. This one just felt like, a, I mean, it wasn't gigantic in the fact that it was 20 minutes, but it's, like, yeah, it's 20 minutes. I could have been playing fucking Guardians Um, instead <laughs> of so watched this fucking thing. Anyways, we spent way too long on something that is not of importance. Like, probably <laughs> probably next day to play, we will, we've already forgotten that this was a thing. Yes. Um so let's move on, Gables, to um, really the only... I don't even know how big of a story this is yet, uh, I, but I feel like this, this is a simmering story, but not a big story, possibly. But apparently, uh, WB is making... Or Warner Brothers... Yeah, Warner Brothers, WB, same thing. Uh, is making a game called Multiverse. Uh, Multiverses, sorry. It is a Smash Brothers... Uh, essentially a rip-off of Smash Brothers. Uh, and it might be free-to-play. Um so this is a story here this kind of broke out on Reddit and originally they said this is another realm game and then multiple reports came out and said no this game is true but it is not another realm making which thank God uh, no, so thank God it's not <laughs> yeah so this was like a reddit thing a lot of people were calling bullshit on it and then like I said a lot of people like a lot of insiders and our, our reporters were coming and say no this game is real um, but basically you know after seeing how big this stuff went with like how big smash has become a thing, uh, and then, even like um, this was in development for all the Nickelodeon all star game that came out just recently, uh but there was a lot of buzz about that, so I think that really got that going um but apparently this thing is happening uh and there' some of the characters that we know they're supposed to be in there is and this isn't officially confirmed, but shaggy mm-hmm. scooby doo Gandalf, Tom and Jerry Batman, um <laughs> there was one other one I can't find it now. Uh, it, it's basically everything that WWP owns. Oh, LeBron James. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> now you can reenact a flop in real time.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. If that was like his, like Dude. when he gets knocked down, he does the fucking flop. Oh, my he does God. a flop,
1: right? No. What's going to be really interesting, man, is if you, battle battling stuff, and he does, like, a specific angle. He just sees that freaking huge bald spot in the back of his head. I mean, that would be freaking amazing to me. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> what? Um, okay. Um... Okay, I'm going to do this here. So the big thing is, is, like, this sounds like this might be free to play. This is kind of more budgety. Like, this isn't going to be, like, a huge thing. And the thing is, like, they might have, like, f- some free characters. But then, like, the big thing is they basically want to just replicate the kind of what, like, what? what Smash Brothers has done with this really with the last two where they've added these DLC characters and they made an event out of making and like kind of kept the, in the front and the, the, in the focal point, focal point of the public, I guess I'm sorry. I'm trying to find words here. And I can't do it. Um, but like, you know, kind of keep, keep this game in the press, keep it going, keep, keep um, right. positive. Keep people talking about it by just adding uh, DLC characters um so no idea who like no like I said this hasn't been officially confirmed yet. Uh but that's just stuff that people have been saying. Um but like WB owns a lot of properties. They own all the DC, they own Looney Tunes, um Lord of the Rings, um Mortal Kombat, uh DC Space Jam at this moment in Time. Yeah, um, DC um yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the big ones. But yeah, I mean they own a, they own a shit ton of fucking IP so they can Yeah. They can do the uh, Aquatine Hunger Force. They own, uh, I think they actually even own Sopranos as well. So I mean, they can I mean, fucking Tony Soprano. This goddamn game would be hilarious. They own a lot of the IPs. So I kind I can see why they want to do it. This game, I mean, don't get me wrong. Smash Brothers in theory sounds like sounds dumb. Like before seeing the game, playing the game, if someone just said, "Hey, they're making a Nintendo fighting game." Okay, fuck off! No, that sounds that sounds stupid. But it's, obviously, it's fantastic, I and mean, we've had 25 <laughs> years of fantastic uh, Smash games here. But it could be great, could be cool. Uh, but the free to play aspect with it being kind of budgety, and what's really interesting about this is, so the game hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but right. screenshots and like little videos have gone up on YouTube that people have gotten of the game, and WB has copyright strike those. Oh. So that basically could then they get and then they've they've took them they've taken them down so that pretty i mean if you're copywriting that that that's, basically means that it's yeah, happening that's pretty much true yeah what it's showing so i've seen i've seen like a screenshot of like the character select menu and yeah. it's just so like that's like the only screenshot i have been able to find on reddit um but yeah i mean i don't i don't, I don't know gables i I don't, even want to, I don't even want to shit on this because it, I, I hope it's free to play because I really want to play this game because <laughs> it, it's going to be trash or it's going to be awesome.
1: What I care what about, about the most is if they have that meme, that's that living meme that's been going on the past couple of years with Ultra Instinct Shaggy.
0: Oh boy. I
1: just Oh, if Shaggy has got like a final like a final move or something where he just powers oh, up and stuff and becomes God. a super saiyan, this is gonna be freaking hilarious.
0: Yes, please God, don't don't give me hope, Gables. <laughs> I, I just I hope they know it's gonna be dumb and they just lean into it. That's all I want. I don't Making want Make it the them...
1: stupidest shit as possible. Let let Scooby Doo just take a crap on LeBron James. I mean hell, that's gonna be something that will make yeah. the game even better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I man, I I can't I can't fucking wait. I uh, Gable's reaction when I said LeBron James is, I think, the only correct reaction uh, when you hear the news <laughs> of this game. Because mine was a be- befuddled, what the fuck? Uh, and-
1: Could you just imagine just Bugs Bunny cross dressing or something like that and just going forward to just beating the shit out of LeBron James? Oh, boy. It's Or Tom and Jerry just like getting a bunch of mallets just hitting LeBron James over the head with shit. Oh, boy.
0: I-, I just want. I we they need to, if they I think they can't have LeBron without Michael Jordan so we could finally have the face off that we've been wanting oh. for 20 years.
1: Oh my god. Oh
0: people my been god. people have been fantasizing and arguing who's better Jordan or LeBron and we could finally do it in multiverses. <laughs> oh but what what probably what would happen though we won't get Michael Jordan we'll get Michael B Jordan the actor. <laughs>
1: look look at michael b jordan it's like (laughs) what the fuck
0: which honestly would be funnier it would actually be pretty (laughs) correct for this game
1: yes Um, we finally got mj in our game guys introducing michael b jordan
0: (laughs) yeah it's like that's not the one we want that's not the one um oh god Uh, i I love this this is my favorite thing ever uh i can't wait to see this game because it's gonna be a beautiful disaster
1: um, or, or like, you have, like, a thing where, like, Wonder Woman with her, like, lasso of troop just wraps around, like, like a LeBron James or something. Like, I've been wearing a toupee for the past three years. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Gables just really doesn't like his hair. I'm just... We're <laughs> learning here. Gables has it out for LeBron's hair. <laughs> and,
1: no, no, man. If anything is to learn itself... <laughs> Forget the LA Lakers, dude. I don't give a shit about LeBron James, dude. I
0: I just want, like, his his... His, like, final smash is just the, the, the headband expands to cover up how far back his hairline goes.
1: <laughs> it just goes over his head. You know, just covers like a, like a skull cap.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I can't. Wow. I have no... There's nothing to say besides... Really, you can just read the article and react, and that's... That's it.
1: It's like an alternative costume for LeBron James. It's called the uh, LaFlop. Flop. No,
0: man. <laughs> That's like his, like his, the shadow character is just that.
1: It's not, it's not like Shadow Link, dude. It's like Shadow LeBron. It's just all the worst tendencies of LeBron James. And they, just, they just call him just like Shadow LeFlop. He
0: doesn't, he doesn't walk. He just does his crab step.
1: It's a crab step and he just complains to the referee over every little bump.
0: Oh, boy. I'm... I, I could just I could have just told Gables this at the start of the show and walked away for forty five minutes and you could just <laughs> let him go. It's <laughs> just
1: coming to my mind all these random thoughts now and it's amazing. Yeah,
0: I yeah I my thing is like I said I just want to see the fucking thing because I think this will be
1: awesome. I agree.
0: Uh, speaking of things that could be awesome, Gables, uh, Microsoft is making a Wu Tang game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh my god we can't segue to this dude <laughs> i'm fucking losing it this is the so best. we go so we go from fucking lebron james inside of a smash brothers themed game to fucking microsoft making a wu-tang game i mean what the actual fuck is this year
0: <laughs> you would this i swear to god this isn't april fools people this is
1: this is real these you are, think that real- companies, you think that comp- gaming companies would learn from the last Wu-Tang game that came out with its own special controller?
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> the the Wu-Tang symbol. No,
0: no they haven't.
1: <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> Let's hear more nuggets of information from this.
0: Okay, so his codename is Project Shaolan. Uh It is a Wu-Tang Wu-Ting, Wu-Ting, Wu-Tang themed action RPG uh, led by Brass Lion Entertainment. I don't know much about them here, so uh, this is the, for recently we had a large data leak. Uh, leak from this is from WindowsCentrals.com, by the way. Uh, I'm just gonna read the article here. From Nvidia ga- uh, gave us a wealth of new codenames for potential speculative upcoming games. Something we mentioned about was there's a lot of Microsoft games there with codenames that so we didn't know what, uh-huh. they, what the games were. Um, some of, some of the stuff was uh, like Project Indus, which appears to be a four X strategy game. Uh, Led by Oxide, which I think Oxide is the Banner Saga team, if I'm not mistaken. I may have also uncovered yet another project from uh, Xbox Global Publishing. Um, There's a fucking ad. Uh, So potentially a Wu-Tang Clan theme game some months ago. Uh, Jeff Grubb, who we've talked about, he also was one of the lead people reporting on the multiverses game. Added uh, extra weight to the info. Funnily enough, a viewer of the podcast asked Scrub. The developer is Brass Lion, which he lined up directly with what, what, what also I heard. Uh, Brass Lion uh, Entertainment is relatively new. Studio comprised of ind- industry vets. We believe that they're building an action RPG currently co-named in partnership with Xbox. Uh, and details are revealed on my... Oh, so this is the guy here uh, on his Xbox 2 podcast. Uh is a third-person melee-oriented RPG completely with four-player co-op. The campaign is planning to run for a couple dozen... Oh, fuck my stupid ad here. Goddamn. There's so many ads on this website. A uh, couple dozen hours, uh, complete with a rich in-game... A rich in-game comp- comprises seasonal content drops. All right. So every time they add a new Wu-Tang member, they're going to drop them in there. Um, maybe LeBron James will be in this game too. Um, you will be able to obtain loot, weapons, gear, and so on, and both procedural in-game dungeons and more tailor-made events. Also, it appears uh, that legendary hip hop group Wu Tang Clan themselves will be heading up the game soundtrack. Well, I hope the fucking god so. Um, so yeah, so they've apparently they put up that they're hiring for a unannounced action RPG with the anime aesthetic. Uh, so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything we know so far. Um, probably be a Game Pass game. Um, yeah, that's pretty much sure everything we know, Gables. Um, yeah i don't i don't i mean just like the, i don't i don't know i these might be my favorite things we've ever talked about gables because i
1: <laughs> i don't know oh, my god dude um, where to begin with this one <laughs> i don't know okay what it, i don't know i got nothing first off yes wu-tang clan making their own video game in current them. year 2021 Partnering with Microsoft, of all companies, trying to look for people to build this game. It's supposed to have an anime aesthetic
0: mm-hmm.
1: action RPG with mm-hmm. a solid endgame. Oh, okay. As there- the soundtrack of the Wu-Tang Clan, I mean, uh, I mean, hell, granted, I... I don't know what the hell to think about this at all. Because it feels like this is a gigantic meme in and of itself. It feels like... Oh, God. This has the tendencies where if this hits on all cylinders, it could potentially be a amazing game. But... From what it feels like, most likely this is gonna be. It's this is gonna be one of the fucking strangest, most bizarre gaming shit that has ever probably graced this kind of screen and stuff. And man, it's like, it's like, what the fuck are they gonna do for like an action RPG? Is like with the anime aesthetic. Man, are they gonna have like freaking loot boxes and shit? Are they gonna go forth and grind like on this different sounds types like of a or ESP? this is like
0: yeah, it sounds like a live service game with with Wu Tang.
1: Are they gonna have freaking so, rap battles or something against like gigantic monsters and stuff with like action based shit? You know, I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> I think that I don't, I don't, I don't pretend. I'm not pretending. I know the Wu Tang, but I, I believe they're very aren't they're very they're big fans of kung fu. So I imagine. Um, I just.
1: Yeah, they had a fighting re- game on PS One. <laughs> yeah, I, I just keep
0: I keep picturing that um, Sleeping Dogs game, but with Wu Tang. Oh
1: God!
0: Remember Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> Yes, I the, remember Sleeping yeah, Dogs. Yeah, I just so. pictured that, which is a fan-fucking-tastic game, and I wish it well, got Well, yeah, yeah, that's an underrated got another classic one. game. Yes.
1: For anybody but, who wants to look at a freaking game that's going to be fantastic no matter what year you play it in. It's like Sleeping Dogs is definitely an underrated game you should try.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I think the is closed now, sadly. But yeah. I think they'll have Square Enix as well. Fuck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because it. It, it was supposed to be a true crime game. Um, then they got turned to Sleeping Dogs. Oh god, that game! That second game is so fucking good. But anyways, if I, I just for some reason I just keep picturing that game. Like best case scenario, it's a live service version of Sleeping Dogs with Wu Tang, which it actually sounds pretty cool. But I don't expect it. It, 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 it. My opinion is the same. I just can't wait to fucking see this thing because it, it will also be a beautiful disaster.
1: <laughs> I. I'm not going to believe this thing exists until I actually see it with my eyes, dude. It's that type of a game to where it, this can't be fucking real. This has got to be some sort of bullshit that is just spewed on the internet by some yeah. random teenagers or something. No, not even teenagers, some random freaking dudes on the internet or something. You know what would be freaking hilarious or something? Let's take, let's take the, like the 90s like rap group and stuff like that the Wu Tang Clan and let's go forth and just add them inside their own gangster rap anime aesthetic anime <laughs> aesthetic sort of freaking action RPG and stuff. And let's have them battle a gigantic demon or something like that where they're all just freestyling to some shit, you know? It's like I <laughs> I these
0: these last two topics all came out in the same day and I had to look to make sure it wasn't April 1st. I'll say yeah
1: that. yeah I could see why <laughs> yeah. oh, I can like, absolutely see why because what,
0: what's next we're gonna get a live action trailer for a Zelda movie Is like what well, like okay I, I don't I mean oh boy I don't yeah I, I don't a I, I just live don't action Legend that.
1: of Zelda movie or something like that with uh fucking... oh, Samuel L. It?
0: Jackson Samuel Jackson's tingle
1: Kalu <laughs> <laughs> Kalah <Kalou-kala>, motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm tingle, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. Le- Lebron James is Ganon. That'd be fucking awesome. I just want to tie in Lebron into every single one. Like the- Lebron needs Instead to be in every as game. You
1: battle freaking Ganon The fucking to or for some shit. It's just he just hit him with a sword. He just flops.
0: I just, I just I, I just hope that we get like one more Smash Brothers DLC character, A surprise character, and it's Lebron James just for Gables.
1: Oh God.
0: Oh God. <laughs> just for you. That'd be
1: great. His final smash Is just trying to fast the ball or something like that—but accidentally gets hit in the back of the head and just goes flop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't. Care. Oh boy, yeah. So it's—it's oh. it's, this might be one of the weirdest weeks for News Gables. Um,
1: yes, yeah. this is highly entertaining. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, though, I—I th- I think we peak there on news because the rest of it, pretty much par for course here, Gables. Oh. Um Pikmin Bloom is the thing. Uh, okay. I don't believe LeBron James is in this game, though. No. Um, But, uh, I, I mean, I watched the trailer for it. It looks like uh, like the other Niantic games, but Pikmin follow you, and the more you walk. uh, They made the Pokemon Go game as well, and Ingress, I believe, was the other game they made. Um, this is the
1: type of game that LeBron James would play or something when he was taking his talents to South Beach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be, if you just walk from L.A. to South Beach, it's, you know, if you, Gables is having way too much fun. You would think he's the one three beers in and had four cups of coffee. Not me. You, <laughs> what was in that Diet Coke, Gables? I got to know.
1: Oh. oh, Nothing was in that Diet Coke that I'm always aware of. But at the same point, you. man, it's like... <laughs> i just basically got so triggered. just all all these like mechanisms in my head just arranged just right where it's like okay i'm fucking gone
0: oh boy I, we've finally broken cables after it's not all my years of ranting and of, of just random rants it's fucking wu-tang and lebron james that broke them <laughs> <laughs> the ball I can't thing. give a straight
1: face just hearing those two <laughs> in the same sentence. It's like, yeah, we're gonna have a Smash Bros. theme game with LeBron James, and there's an action RPG with the Wu Tang Clan.
0: <laughs> we're calling this episode "LeBron Joins the Wu Tang Clan."
1: God, what's what the hell is next? Is this gonna be like some sort of freaking like uh, action platform with Jean Scarlet?
0: <laughs> with Gene Simmons, maybe. I think that's better, more likely. Oh. What if we get that weird Aerosmith style game on Super Nintendo, but it's actually just kiss. Oh. What if it's LeBron? Aeros- oh my God. I love that.
1: Oh. I, would, I would love that. He's just
0: throwing, instead of throwing discs, he's throwing basketballs. That'd be great. Or headbands. Oof. Um, man, I feel, man, I'm sorry, LeBron. I don't mean to shit. On you too much. <laughs> I actually, I actually like you LeBron. I swear. Um, yeah. So anyways, Pikmin Bloom, I, uh, it, it looks like an answer game. cables. are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> fine. You know, it's <laughs> like Pigment <Batman laughs> Blue is
1: going to be one of those type of games and stuff like that where it's like, it's going to be fun for a little while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same type of effect, you know, like with uh, Pokemon Go and everything else and stuff where it wants you to go outside and stuff and just do like mm-hmm. a bunch of random, like, crap and stuff. But, Fuck that, uh, right? But at the same point, you know, it could be a fun game, but, uh, Hell, I'm not even sure. I mean, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, keep my mind yeah. open about it.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah, this game came out a few days ago, and I already feel like no one's talking about it anymore. So, um, uh, Obviously, these games have... I mean, there's games out there all the time that have these big... They make millions of dollars a day, and we've never heard of them. Um, our games that blew up for a little bit of time, and then we don't hear about it anymore, but they're still fucking huge. They just have their own little pocket that you don't know about. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pokemon Go had like its most profitable year just last year during COVID. Uh, So, you know, when no one can go outside. Uh, So, I mean, weirder things have happened. So, I I don't know. It's just, it seems like a less popular IP and a less fun version of Pokemon Go. You know, because at least Pokemon Go, you're dealing with Pokemon and you can capture them and you can go to places and go to Poke Shops, have battles, uh, you know, stuff like that. And this is just like, well, the more you walk, the more Pikmin you collect, the more flowers they like. Cool. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of just, I mean, whatever. I don't I don't know. Uh, this whole Nintendo with the phone stuff has, has been a, I mean, obviously, it's it's financially, it's been great for them. I just feel like it's just been a big miss because I think the big issue with, with the Nintendo with the, the phones, the mobile stuff, is that when you look at Nintendo, they are so big. Like, they're usually like one of the leaders in, like, creativity and just changing the game on shit so much, literally um, for video games where they just, you know, where maybe they take maybe not original ideas, but they like add all these original twists to them and turn on its head. And then right. people comp- copy that form where they had come up with their own version of like their own style of a game they were seen before. And it just feels like Nintendo. And I know they've been hiring a lot of people to make these games for them and stuff. Uh but I they at least have they, they are part of the conversation of making these games. And it just feels like they're just copying which I know that's that's everything in general, but especially in fo- in the phone in the mobile world where I mean there's just a million versions of everything out there on on there. Um and it's just a lot of them copying other things. Like, you know, whether it's a run you know, it's a it's a run game or a fucking a, the Pokemon even Pokemon Go isn't even an original game. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean or Fire Emblem. I mean, these games are obviously generating money for them, but I it, right. we, it's just the more you hear about the more it's just
1: the more successful like... games from the mobile ventures of Nintendo has been obviously Pokémon Go, I know the Fire Emblem game Fire Emblem Heroes, does really well. For them. I think it's In called Japan. Fire Emblem Heroes yep. that's been very profitable for them because it's more structured like a gotcha style game that many mobile yeah. developers have implemented. So those two games I know have been highly successful, but their other mobile tenture, like ventures and stuff haven't really hit as well. The Animal we Crossing one, well, Animal Do- Crossing Pocket Camp that was one that uh, was maybe yeah. fun for a while for people, but it didn't really retain a lot of stuff. The Mario there Kart was the- one definitely didn't hit. A They're lot still of
0: adding goals. to it, so there's must be there, there must be people to it. But then there was like the the me one where you like can like dress. Oh your yeah, character. the whole like uh, was- it
1: was almost like a Metopia style of a game too. But
0: it? like, well, a Metopia actually has a game to it that was literally just you answered questions, just okay. taking all information. information. Uh, Doctor Mario was the thing. Um, The most famous
1: one, the most famous example about it, it was like when they started bringing like Super Mario Run and that was like a $10 game and stuff at the time in a mobile space to where the games are not, are maybe a dollar at most or something like that with add-on content and stuff to where it was more like Nintendo just getting a $10 for like a one lump sum and stuff like that for the entire content of it. So Yeah,
0: and that sold very, I mean, it sold. It sold It sold well, but I mean, on mobile it did not do great. Uh, yeah. in mobile terms, uh it was well below what they wanted, so people don't want to pay for games on phones, so um Not I don't know games anyway y- yeah, so uh, yeah I, um, I don't know I mean shits hit I mean Fire them hit i get, i mean like but when when mobile games hit they gener- i mean they generate m- tens of millions of dollars a month, hundreds of millions billions of dollars a year so um yeah I think I mean, obviously. They're making money on these, but I, yeah, I just. I don't. I feel like a lot of Nintendo fans are just like, meh, whatever. And I feel like that's the thing with Pikmin. Uh, but thing is, a, meh, and dead as well. Uh, Vicarious Visions. Um, so we talked about this earlier in the year that uh, Vicarious Vision, all their staff kind of got morphed into Blizzard, and they were working on the uh, Diablo 2 remaster mm-hmm. to kind of help get that shit together. And that game came out, and like people are people pretty happy with that after the Warcraft 3 debacle and just. Blizzard, even before all the shit going on with Activision this year, um, you know, they just not in a good place. Uh, you know, like Toys for Bob, who did the um, Crash Bandicoot... Uh, not Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Um, did, wait, maybe they, did they do Crash Bandicoot?
1: Yeah, Vicarious like Visions did Bob? do Crash Bandicoot. They did, like... Uh, oh, I mean, I mean Toys for Bob, though. They oh, did, oh, Toys for uh, Bob. Yes, they did Spyro. Did. They yeah, did okay. do, like, things for Crash Bandicoot as well, I think. Yeah. I think they were... So, wasn't it them being instrumental and stuff like that for the trilogy of it? I I I think Remastered? they
0: did the tril I believe they did the remake for I think they did four. I think Toys Story yeah. Bob did Spyro and Crash Four. Okay. And then now they're gone and they're 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 working on Warzone. Uh and now Vicarious Visions was morphed into Blizzard to do Warcraft or uh to do Diablo two, and now it sounds like they're on Diablo Four. Uh and the name, like, I guess people, like, that were Vicarious Visions have, like, spoken to people privately and said that, yeah, we're basically just Blizzard employees now. And now they're officially just Blizzard employees now. Um, where Vicarious Visions, the name is no longer a thing. Now they're just Blizzard. So, um, it's just sad, you know, after they yeah. did, they've done awesome jobs with these remakes of Crash and Tony Hawk. And we were thinking, you know, we're going to get a thir- Tony Hawk remake of three and four maybe even a new tony hawk game um yeah this is hey good I'll job be- guys go go fix our other shit because we fucked it up
1: yeah i mean it's sad to see that vicarious visions uh company's been around for like over 30 years and stuff like that just disappear in terms of their name in terms of their styles for such short of time and stuff but honestly it still doesn't like keep away from the possibility that we may potentially get and possibly another Tony Hawk down the line or another type of like Crash Bandicoot game down the line. I mean, those options are still open, but it'll be entirely different than what we were accustomed to seeing over the past few years with the Crash Bandicoot remakes and stuff, and like uh, Crash Four, the Tony Hawk One Plus Two remakes and stuff. Spyro, Spyro as well, that remaster and stuff. I mean, if I carry visions and stuff like that along with like Toys for Bob and stuff, those, those two did fantastic jobs of, like, reestablishing these classic games in an entirely new game, too, with Crash 4 and stuff, and added a bunch of creativity and added a bunch of, like, flair in regards to what these games were back then, but yet emphasized more of their influence of what made those games great back then inside of a modern setting, which is what's highly important for them to become that successful. I mean, hell, their games are available, like, on all systems, including PC now, you know? It's like, that's... Mm definitely worth noting and stuff but uh it just sucks now that you consider blizzard employees won't we'll go with that whole shit that blizzard activision blizzard's going through
0: yeah so um yeah i don't know yeah it's just it's just sad and disappointing it's just like i mean it's just now activision blizzard you know like we had these great studios making some cool side shit for them and it's like it's literally just overwatch diablo warcraft and call of duty you know Yep. Like that's all we care about that's all they care about anyways. So I mean I get it. They gotta make money, you know. But you think you hear about like Bobby Kodak, the CEO, after everything that's happened, he's now taking a massive pay cut uh down year. to sixty for a year. Well, until he said until things get right, but it'll probably be a year. But um, be a year. down but um he's not he's not taking any bonuses or anything like that. So he went from uh last year with bonuses and his pay pay his salary, he made 155 million dollars. And this year he's he's uh, only getting sixty two thousand. Which um, I'm not gonna feel sorry for him because he's made hundreds of million dollars the last decade. Um, he's considered not by like th- this is by like um, like several people in that are like for pub- for public companies um, that are part of the stock market. Bobby Kodak is by and this isn't a video game thing. this is just you know by journalists and people in the world of stocks and everything like that where they everybody agrees for years on end, that Bubby Kodak is, is the most overpaid CEO in yep. the country. Uh, and this has been going on for several years. This is a recent recent thing. This has just been going on. So now he's the most underpaid one. I'm not underpaid because he's honestly lucky to have a job. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people agree they shouldn't have one. But going down to two thousand, I mean, you could say it's an honorable thing. It's, it's the right thing to do. Is the thing you should do if you if you really want to keep his job. Uh, they're investing $250 million into... Um, making it easier for people that do uh, go out and talk about their um any incidents that happen at work, not even incidents, but like being harassed sexually or whatever at work. They're investing two hundred and fifty million dollars in that to like actually have um a third party come in and help them help these people out and not uh oh yeah, we'll have someone help talk to you and take this information, but we pay them. So, you know, whatever, and then nothing happens and then make it a better place to work um also uh they're investing a lot of money to do a better job of paying having equal pay for um you know for sex so males were making substantially more money than the females were um so now they're gonna they're they're gonna fix that making it so they're making equal pay which it should be uh and they're investing it they're gonna have they're gonna focus more on doing a better job of hiring females uh non-binary gays and lesbians as well. So, uh that's awesome. So, they want to increase that um part the diversity of them by 50% uh in the next I think 2 years they said. So, that's awesome that I mean, it's awful that all these shitty things had to happen. Right? Uh, usually that's just kind of the case of how things go uh where shitty things that happen for good things to happen. That's usually unfortunately that's the way our world works. Um but yeah, uh so it was just all around sad. It's all around sad. It's no good. But I, I also wonder with, with the... Uh, they're going to come out with their, with their report for the last quarter. Um, I believe in a couple of days here for Activision is. Activision Blizzard is. So I have a feeling... I think a lot of people do have the feeling that uh, they probably don't have good things to say. Uh, good things to report on financials for uh, the previous quarter. Because... Um, and it would
1: I, be surprising if they had, like, record profits, even regardless of that shit going yeah.
0: on. I, I feel like it – this is – I don't know. And maybe because, like I said, I just said with, like, the mobile stuff, like, there's pockets of these games that we never hear about or, like, they blow up for a little bit and, like, to us they're dead, but to a lot of people they're alive and well. Uh, it just feels like this year that the Van, Call of Duty Vanguard is not – the hype isn't there, I would nope. say. And, like, definitely, like, that is not our world, for sure. Like, I enjoy the campaigns. But, like, you know, like, I hear my, my, my dad and sister talk about it, But they just they play – all they do is play the new Call of Duty and they play Warzone. That's sort their of thing. And they mentioned it a couple times. But, that, like, I'm just not hearing that out in the wild. I'm not hearing that. I'm not seeing that on social media. I'm not seeing that, um, like, listen to people talk about when I talk about video games. People, I'm not hearing the buzz about it. Right. Um, so I just wonder – I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's going to sell super well. But I I wonder if, like, the excitement level... And I, I probably doesn't has very little to even do with what's happened this year with them. I'm sure a lot of... Most people probably don't even know what's happened to them. Um, but I'm curious what... uh I'm curious that this game just doesn't vibe in with people. Give um, be the case. Because, I mean, Modern Warfare was, the, I think, the, one of the highest-selling Call of Duties ever. If not, it is. like, And it really brought back, I think, the not really brought it back, but it like really rejuvenated that the franchise. Cause I feel like, I mean, if it, it was funny, the more I enjoyed the games, the less the the core audience enjoyed the games. Um, you know, the advanced wars and infinite warfare and stuff like that. Yeah. So people really loved modern warfare. And like, we talked about it like every, it's been on the MPDs every month for two straight years. Um, and typically in the top 10, typically some, a lot of times in the top five. So, uh, even like with black, with uh cold war in there. So, um, yeah, I mean we'll see. I, I it's gonna be number one next it's gonna be number one November for sure. Uh but I'm just with the staying power and stuff like that. Who knows? We'll see. Uh it's coming out next Friday, so I think we'll have a pretty good idea how it's gonna do. But moving on to our last uh topic here. Um uh, not a lot to say here. Uh so Advance wars we talked about was officially delayed. Um we talked about last week was it delayed from December third of this year to spring? Yep. Well on the e so they, they said spring, but on the e shop it says April eighth. So no official announcement, but it's still states it on the eShop. So that's technically spring. So yeah, it I is. Mean, keep, I mean, keep that out there. Keep, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it sounds like that's, I mean, this isn't like somebody else saying it. this is Nintendo store saying it. So just um, not too much to add there. I don't know if you want to say anything on that one, Gable's.
1: No, there's not really too much to add to that one. It's like, okay, it's delayed until spring. It looks like it's going to be coming up close to uh, the, my birthday and stuff like that. So this should yeah. be fun.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, can't wait for that one. Uh, but let's move on here to our what we've been playing, Gables. Do you want to go or do you want me to go?
1: Honestly, I want uh, you to go first because I'm kind of interested in hearing what you have to say.
0: Okay, so I've only really played one game this week. I played Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and I talked about it. It was, it was both of our games of the show of E3. Yep. Um, I love the movies. I really like the Telltale version that they made. Uh, that Well, not th- the same studio, but Telltale made a few years ago. I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, it wasn't awesome, but it was really good, I thought, especially for Telltale at that point. Um, and my expectations were that I was like, I'm just hoping this is like, I'm thinking this will be like that like seven mid-7s, uh, mid-8s style game. In the 80s, we talked about just last week. we like, even like mm-hmm. we brought up again. We're like, we're thinking 80s Metacritic. I think uh, on review day, the reviews came out Monday. Uh, it was an 81. I don't know what the score is now. I haven't checked since Monday. Um, and, and a lot of people have felt that way too. It's been, I've seen like some 60, 6.5, stuff like that. Um, and I was just like, I just want this game to be good. Just solid. And Gables, uh, it's so much better. I am go. having a fucking blast with this game. And don't get me wrong. This isn't like game of the generation or anything like that so far. No. Um, I'm played a ton of this game. Uh, I've been like, like, so, um, giving up sleep to play this game, which I don't do <laughs> really ever anymore. I'm like, I could go to, I could actually get a good night's sleep or I can keep playing guardians. And uh, I've been sacrificing sleep to play this game. Um, when I'm, I'm getting old people's, so I can't be doing that anymore, but I'm doing it. Um, I'm just having a blast this game. I'm on chapter eight. Uh, so I'm, I'm around the midway point. I think there's like 16 chapters. Uh, and oh man, I, I just, okay. So let me try to talk this out here. So Guardians of the galaxy. Obviously you're five got your group of five. Um, you're on a ship and you're basically contractors, uh, doing missions for people for money. and, the cool thing is, so it's like what I love about it, it's kind of like Spider Man, like the 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 Marvel version, the Marvel movies of Spider Man, and also the Spider Man, the video game we had in twenty eighteen, where they just skip the origin story, like because okay. we've seen it a million times. Yeah. And with Guardians, there's not really, I mean, from what I understand, there's not really much of an origin story. And they kind of like mention it in like side conversations about how they got together, but they've been together for a little bit, but not a long time. Like I don't know how long, maybe like a year, maybe less. Uh, but they've been doing this for a little bit, and like I don't know what the main gist of the story is. Like some shit has happened, but there's just mo- building more and more, and it's like some crazy shit going on. But like just the going through this game, the character they have nailed these fucking characters. My my main concern was was like they're very much doing the movie stuff. Like what we love, I love about the movies with like the quirkiness, uh, the with the songs um just the way they all interact like it's the comedy which i know was part of Guardians but like it just felt i my main concern was it was going to be like the the shitty like video mo- uh, video game version of the movie that we used to get forever and it's that but it's really well made and really good it's really fucking funny i this might be one of the funniest games i've ever played where i have multiple times laughed out loud the, like and it's all linear which i really like it's there is some open stuff where like you can like when you're going through an area, like you can find components to upgrade your stuff. You have like a skills you can add. Uh, you only get to play as Star Lord, uh, but you can like command them to like do special powers. Uh, like Drax has a sword. Like he's more like close combat, like uh, with, with punching stuff like that. He does have swords he can use. Um, Gamora has has a sword that she uses. Uh, Groot, who is the tree, um, he has like one of his power. Like his powers are like he uses like vines where he can like grab them and like bind them or he can like do like bring branches out from the, the ground like a stomp uh and rocket has like uh grenades and stuff like that or like rocket launchers you can use um and they have cooldown stuff like that and you only play as uh star lord and um he has uh his, his dual pistols um and he has like his, like a melee uh the, the combat isn't great i'll admit that it is very um it doesn't it's not varied is actually the best probably the best way to say it, or it's like you kind of go in and you kind of just like have a general idea. And like, they do a good job of like intermingling new and different types of, um, uh, enemies you can fight and they do add different like abilities. Like you have like uh, an ice ability and like, I just unlocked like the lightning ability and that will like some enemies are weak to that. And they have like, they have uh you c- like a stagger. Like it's almost like a final fantasy, like seven remake where like they have staggers and stuff like that. And you can like, it was, I mean, also a square Enix game. So they must've worked with them on that. Um, but like just the core of this game is just like the banter between these two, the cutscenes, um, just walking. Like I just like, like walking and just listening to them talk and I'll just stand there and wait for them to get done with the conversation. Cause the the worst part is like sometimes the conversations, like if you, as you're walking through are longer than the walk itself. So like, you'll like cut off that, that conversation to get, and it'll start on the next conversation and before that conversation is done you're all you've walked too far and you've cut that like you've gone through that invisible wall to start the next line of dialogue so i'll just stop sometimes and just listen to them banter and then like after each chapter you go back to the milano their ship and they'll have commerce they'll just have like conversations yelling at each other and talking to each other and it's like i just stand there for like 10 minutes just listen to them talk and it's like and it's funny because like the, the conversations are hilarious and they're funny and they're but they're also like you're learning about them like because it's different from the 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 Marvel like the MCU world. It's different from like the Telltale world. Like uh, the 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 multiverse is a thing in Mar- in Marvel and DC and a lot of these comics. um They even seems like they kind of tinted that a little bit too in this. But like uh you know, like the so I didn't know how they're gonna do with it. And it's kind of interesting, like the differences and they talk. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, and a lot of the stuff gets mentioned early, but it's like it's so cool to hear like. The, how this universe is different than like the MCU that I know um, or how I know Spider-Man in the, in the, the PlayStation version version, stuff like that. Um, it's so cool. And like, and like learning the backgrounds and like reading about them. Like I'm just like reading all the, like the little, you pick up the little things like the little notes and shit like that. And just read about them. And there's like cool things you can like, like there's like collectibles you can find that will have like um, could have significance to like the character. And then when you get back to the Mono, uh, and you like you pick up the item, and like you, I'll find like this ring um, that means something to Gamora, and that will like start open up this whole dialogue branch, this whole dialogue tree. Uh, this learning about her and also learning about Peter, Star Lord, um, you know that's Peter Quill or Star Lord, um, and just learning and interacting with her. It's it's definitely the best part of this game. Where like the combat is not like it's not fantastic, it's not bad. Uh, it doesn't overstay the balance right now is good where it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Uh, it doesn't get really frustrating ever, um, but it doesn't all never, never really like expands greatly upon itself. Um, but yeah, I'm just having a fucking blast, man. It's like, I just really love these games. I love the banter. They, they fucking knocked it out of the park. I, 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 mostly agree with like, like the, the reviews were like, it's definitely like a strong eight, but uh, man, like, the 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 characters themselves make this game like is so much more than I ever thought it could be like it's so much better than what I thought it it could be and so far like I said I'm only halfway through it or so but like I think I'm like six seven hours in Uh, but it's just been a fucking blast and I can't wait to keep playing it because it's awesome what about um I I know you can't you haven't started yet cables but I can't wait till because I know have you seen the Guardian movies at all
1: I've never seen the Guardian movies actually. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm going in pretty much blind in regards to the whole Guardians okay. of the Galaxy sort of thing. So, I understand that there's separate sort of universes and stuff from the movies, from the comics, from, like, the video games and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, from what you're saying and stuff like that, it has me looking forward to playing, you know, cracking open Guardians of the Galaxy and starting all my own journey in that game and stuff. And I'm fairly glad that it's more or less sort of like a linear type of thing instead of, like, yeah a lot of fluff in regards to exploration like the, a lot of game developers like to make for their whole artificial like uh you know stuffing of their games yeah
0: yeah like this is kind of what this game is what i wanted marvel's avengers to be uh really because i feel like if they just made a marvel's avengers like this that game could have been great because that story and that campaign on marvel's avengers is really good they just the live service shit ruined it um and it felt like they definitely like learned a lesson there and i know it's a different studio but yeah oh man this game is phenomenal and I, I love it. I love it. I really do. So that's that's all I've really been playing. Gables, what, what you been playing?
1: Okay. So to continue on the picky from last week, you know I've also played two games this week predominantly. So one of them was a continuation from Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. I'm still on the Castlevania Advance Collection kick, and honestly, I have beaten Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance, and I started upon the second playthrough, which was the Maxim mode. And let me tell you something. That gets a lot more quicker to finish that one than opposed to the main game, where the main game you're going through and you wanted to try to explore a lot of the castle and stuff like that and like do a whole bunch of different type of uh, experiments in regards to what weapons you'll find and try to figure out which room you're to go to next. Harmony of Dissonance in and of itself feels like more of an artificial fluff. In regards to like some of the boss battles, some of the other stuff, like there was repeating patterns in regards to repeating boss battles that I kind of felt like didn't make too much sense. Like for example, you have two separate castles, right? So it's a Castle A, Castle B. They have their own set like bosses and stuff like that, and there are a couple that repeat only like in a specific form. Like for example, mm-hmm. there are two versions of one boss, which is uh, Minotaur, like Minotaur one, level one and then Minotaur level two or Legion Saint and Legion Corpse. So these could have been those type of extras and stuff where you could have just, you know, cut out maybe one or the other, or maybe have, like, one being on Castle A, one being on Castle B in that regards, so, you know, have both castles have different bosses, quintessentially. That's what I would have loved to have seen an improvement upon. But uh, it really felt like that, Going through both of those castles and stuff, it didn't really start getting interesting up until I start. I actually opened up the second castle and started going through some of the areas there. But a lot of my feelings remained the same where I felt like the music wasn't as strong as, say, some of the other games in that that trio of Game Boy Advance games. Like I I would much prefer like listening to say Circle of the Moon soundtrack while playing while and grinding and doing all of the various stuff and say Harmony of Dissonance. Because there are maybe maybe a handful of tracks from a composer like Michiru Yamane and stuff that I do like, but because of the limitations of some of these of that uh, chipset in regards to the Game Boy Advance. I understand there were some limitations, but some of these actually sound worse than uh, some of the Game Boy Advance games that were released during that time in 2002. But uh, I finished up with the second playthrough of Harmony Dissonance, which was Maxim Mode. And like I was touching upon before, the gameplay goes a lot quicker because Maxim is so overpowered in terms of his attacks and also in terms of his sub-weapons let me give you the good example right here. When you start off with Maxim, you already have enough power and stuff to where you can actually go forth and overwhelm bosses from the get-go, right? This is a mode that's keen for speedrunning, because the sub-weapon that uh, he uses is pretty much like a... almost like a throwable like cross or something like that, They're kind of like a boomerang thing that comes back to you and stuff. You can go around the castle, explore all the terrains, collect all the heart like, max-ups and the life max-ups and stuff, and you could just spam those freaking sub-weapons to the bosses. And it literally takes like under... Some bosses took like under 20 seconds to beat. So for the first couple of bosses inside of Castle A, I did all that. And so my main pattern of that was defeat all the bosses in Castle A, then progress to Castle B. I was defeating the end... I was defeating some of the most hardest bosses from the get-go and stuff with barely little effort, which felt amazing to me. Because uh, going towards the end of my first run with Harmony of Dissonance... There were some times it felt kind of tedious to try to go through and get through these boss battles because you were trying to do different types of patterns and doing this and that, like the boss battles would say what with Cyclops and Pazuzu and stuff like of that sort where they felt they felt difficult from that standpoint because I was underleveled at some points, but uh, I had to literally learn a lot of their patterns and stuff, whereas when you're playing this Maxim and stuff, you just basically spam a sub weapon and stuff and just start whipping and doing all this other shit and stuff. But uh, as soon as I would beat those bosses, I would stand in the center, and he has this animation to where he's just looking off in the distance where you just see his back. He's just standing like kind of like a solemn sort of thing. And uh, I just let the little ball thing that materializes up top that replenishes your health and match just drop. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got some strange satisfaction with that. But the reason why you have to defeat all the bosses in both these castles to begin with is because once you do that, you can unlock the uh, last boss, which is uh, the. Final form of Dracula, quintessentially. Dracula's Wraith, I think it's called. And uh, it was the same thing. It took me less than a minute to beat that final boss. And it was hilarious when I did that. I'm like, was that it? Yeah, I did it. (laughs) Yes, yes, I unlocked that trophy. So I got that one done. But the better part, I think it was, when did I start at Aria? Let's see, Aria of Sorrow, I did start. Earlier on this week, I want to say Monday. Inside of this game, when I looked at the trophy list of it, I have it wanted me to beat all of the bosses, on top of collecting all of the souls, and then playing through the game again as Julius Belmont. So we're looking at two playthroughs maximum, collecting all the souls in the first playthrough, obviously, and stuff alongside beating, yeah, natural, natural progression of things that you would get otherwise. So, I did something that I hadn't done before inside of Aria of Sorrow. And that was... I was looking at a tier list of mm. all the different mm. souls. So, instead of Aria of Sorrows, Tyler, there's three different types. There's red, yellow, and blue souls. Mm. The red ones are the ones you're going to use most commonly. I like yellow Yeah, sort of like that. So, for example, there's one soul you get first thing you... First start of the game. And that's the winged skeleton, right? And that attack, that red soul... You throw spears. And so, that's just one of those basic attacks, right? And so, yellow is a little bit more powerful than that and stuff. You hold the R button and stuff like that. Like, for example, you get a soul that's like the Bone Pillar, right? Pretty much like the the type of traditional Castlevania monsters that you would face. You can hold down the R button and it'll just radiate fire. Like, you just shoot fire from your hand and stuff like that. And just do this and that. And then the last... Oh no, actually, I think I got, yeah, I got the blue and the yellow ones confused. So that was actually blue. But mm-hmm. uh, for the yellow one, the yellow one can actually be in terms of souls that will help you with stat attributes leveling up. Like, for example, the fourth boss of this game is called the Headhunter. The Headhunter has a soul to where it increases your stats by at least a couple of points for each soul that you collect, if I'm not mistaken correctly. So this is the type of soul that's going to be good maybe for the midpoint of the game in that regards, but it's not the it's not the best for that type of uh, situation since it pretty much balances your stat. And inside of this game, you really want to focus upon two one of two stats: strength or intelligence. With strength, if you equip like a soul say like a Minotaur, which gives like plus eight strength. Like for uh, like, your attack and then your strength stat and stuff like that, you're going to have a hell of a lot of easier time considering you're going to use various souls and that. So I found, so I was watching a couple of YouTube videos last night in regards to that, and uh, some of the best souls were some of the ones, some of the monsters I didn't even r- realize you could do that with. So it's rediscovering some of the monster souls I had collected, I had already collected, and seeing how fun they were to use. So. There is this red soul called Lightning Doll, right? And it, the whole attack is shooting lightning out of your fingers. And so what I end up doing, you press up and B right in order to shoot like thunderbolts, but if you if you hold down the up button and you spam the B button, it'll actually spam all these lightning attacks to where it'll just it'll actually kill strong enemies with so like within like two attacks. <laughs> and it has so much range to where it's actually a halfway across the screen <laughs> it's like near halfway across the screen so doing that and stuff plus uh there's another soul that's called triton which actually increases your uh attack or you know it uh, increases your strength i think to like about i think it's either plus 12 or 12, plus 16 or something something like that really good stuff but uh as far as the collection of souls goes There's 112 souls in this game, and I have about 73 in this regard, so I'm over halfway there. I'm roughly over 60% completed with that stuff. I have gone through the first couple bosses actually effortlessly, right? So it's like, you have the Creaking Skull, that's a fairly easy boss. You have like the Manticore, another easy one. They're basically the type of bosses where you play and it's like you attack... Maybe once or twice, and then you avoid the big attack that trust try to do and stuff. And then it just kind of evolves itself from there. The third one, the Great Armor, that one's not that difficult. Especially if like uh, you use the same tactics as the first two bosses where you get like maybe one or two hits in. Use the backdash and stuff to avoid one big attack and stuff. The Headhunter, however, I forgot how fun that boss battle can be. Because you start off... It starts off... You enter into this room, right? And you have this gothic scene to where you have this fireplace. And you have these display shelves in the background, right? Each... And there's a head of a person in each row of these racks, right? In the background. And so you have these two chairs, right? And inside it's like sitting is like this uh, lady without a head, right? So she stands up. And initially there's this head that floats on to her, right? And so the demon goes through, they grabs his head, attaches onto the body and stuff, and then you face off against this one, and it has like three phases in this boss battle, right? You face off against this lady, she has these normal like ground attacks, and all of a sudden, once you defeat that one, you have an old man's head that feces onto this body and stuff, and it goes like, he floats in the air starts doing aerial type attacks and some shit. But the last one, you get to face the final form of this head hunter and stuff, which is basically like this freaking crazy ass looking lizard that Will attack with its long ass tongue and all this other shit, but uh, yeah, this is a fun boss battle in of itself because you have to, you have to navigate in regards to avoiding a lot of the attacks in the first form. The second form is kind of interesting because you have to avoid like projectiles and all this other shit, but uh, yeah, I remember that boss battle. The uh, Okay, and I know the big golem, there was another boss battle it's called a big golem. He's not too difficult in that regard. So he'll have an attack where he'll just charge. He's like a little like over like uh like maybe twenty feet tall or some shit and stuff. And the way you play this boss battle it's like he envelops the entire screen, right? So where he's literally touching the roof of his head and he'll have two basic attack. He'll have like maybe one or two basic attacks, right? Well, he'll attack with his arms either like frontwards or downwards, but then he'll actually lean forward and it'll just start like uh, shooting rocks from his mouth and stuff like that. It kind of looks like he's kind of vom- vomiting rocks or some shit <laughs> that he had to try to avoid. But uh, that boss battle wasn't too bad. Let's see. Like I said, Headhunter was fine. What caught me by surprise is the battle with the Grim Reaper was is fairly early in this game, and it was very hilarious this this boss battle because I basically went in there without knowing anything about like the uh, the best souls in that point in that game, and so this is me just dodging a lot of death's attack because I had played against that same boss over and over again back in the day in regards to the boss rush plus doing consequential playthroughs and stuff so I went through both of his forms but what's really fun is when you get the soul of the Grim Reaper and you press the R button and all of those sickles that you had to avoid in that boss battle start falling and stuff and destroying enemies and stuff nice dude just imagine it this way you're playing it's like you're playing and stuff inside this game and stuff and you have a room full of enemies all of a sudden you just press the R button and all these random sickles just start falling everywhere and stuff like that like Oh gosh, it's so funny because it's like a payback, it's like a a callback, say like to the original Bug Death Battle inside the original Castlevania to where you fight him, right? And all these sickles just start spawning out of nowhere that you had to go <laughs> with them and try to avoid. Then the last boss that I have faced so far is also Legion, but in this game it's a little bit more foreboding because you go to this area underground, it's called the Underground Cemetery... You face a whole bunch of different types of enemies along the way. Say, like, uh, the recurrence of uh, a were creature occurs here. It's like, it was like a wear jaguar, which main attack is soul. It's like an uppercut. And so you have, like, monsters like that that are in that area, like a flame demon and stuff. Which, by the way, that's one of the souls you have you have to have equipped on as a requirement and stuff like that to actually get the best ending of the game. It's one of three mm. different souls. The other two is Giant Bat and Succubus. And it's like inside of like a specific portion of the game i forget but i know i'm gonna remember it as soon as i trigger it but uh god i'm just basically going off the memories from like 2004 that's kind of like what i'm going back to it's been that long since i've had a traditional playthrough of the game but uh the legion battle is interesting here because on your way towards that room You'll come across like a specific point where the music just stops, right? And you hear this wind blowing, and all of a sudden you see what appears to be like people materializing from these coffins and they start venturing out. they turn right and they start walking to the right. And all of a sudden, instead of hearing music, you hear wind, and all of a sudden you hear like these mum- like these mumbling, moaning type of sounds, right? It's, it's really unsettling the type of atmosphere that you walk into. So eventually you walked into the direction that they're going, and that's where you get across like the boss door. And so when you go across there, you are trig you trigger a cutscene right to where you have this ball of like this flesh, these bodies and stuff like that that are inside of a ball already. and the ones that I walked into this room that you encountered earlier start evolving itself like inside the main core. And all of a sudden, you have this gigantic mass of, like, Legion, all these bodies and stuff held together and stuff that's literally chasing after you inside of, like, this uh, rotating, like, circle or square. No, it's actually more like a rotating square now that I think about it. And you have to try to dodge, like, this big old ball and stuff. You have to try to chip away at it to get to their core. This boss battle was fairly easy for me because of two things. One, the lightning doll soul, which I could spam the lightning projectiles. And two, there was another top-tier soul that I had that I didn't even realize that I could use and abuse until watching the YouTube video, which was the manticore soul. That's the second boss in the game, right? But if you equipped it on, it transforms you into a demon, and then you can go forth and you rush across the stage, and you do a hell of a lot of damage while you're doing that. And so, that's how... I went through and instead of taking like five minutes for this boss battle, which chipping away with my sword and all this other shit that I had equipped on, that would have been a hell of a long time. But because I did a couple of rush attacks while it was on the main floor, I chipped away and, and eliminated all those pieces and it got to the main core. And then I hit it twice with my sword and I killed it. Like, just like that. I'm like, well, I wish I would have known that about that over 15 years ago. That would have been made things incredibly easier. But, uh, no, when I look at it this way, it's like I've already fought most of the boss battles. There are about four more left in the game. One, which is a monster by the name of Belure, which is a giant. Honestly, it's a giant inside of, like, the set, like, uh, room and stuff. But uh, I know I have to face another character. His name is Graham. He's one of those characters that you meet throughout the game that is supposed to be, like, he considers himself like a... Uh, he considers himself like a like oh god what what is the hell do they called it like a candidate to become like uh, to be reincarnated as Dracula or some shit like that. So it's like basically the whole story of Ari of Sorrow, and the reason why Soma Cruz, the main character you control, is in there is because you're transported to this place into Dracula's castle because uh, apparently Dracula's castle at this point in time. The year is, like, 2035, right? And so it's, like, you and, like, the girl, one of your friends that you're, like, uh, walking along with get transfer to Dracula's castle, essentially, that's in a solar eclipse. Yeah. So Dracula's castle is... His true castle is instead of a solar eclipse. But uh, you meet a couple characters along the way. Like, you meet a descendant upon, like, one of the uh, characters that uh, used to play as in Castlevania three. So... Her name is Yoko Bernades and stuff, which is, like, the descendant of uh, Saifa from Castlevania Three. Then you meet some sort of, like, retired, like, like this a AWOL military guy. His name is Hammer, and he sells, like, potions, sells weapons, sells armor and stuff like that. And then you have a character by the name of uh, Genya Arikado, right? Which basically, quintessentially, is, like, uh, the son of Dracula, Alucard in disguise, inside mm-hmm. of that stuff, trying to Show, like, Soma Cruz and stuff like that. Like, uh, he has to discover, like, this various, like, power or whatsoever that's inside the castle and stuff. And that's how he learns that he has this power, right? The, like, this power of dominance. Where he can absorb souls and stuff, monster souls from what he kills and stuff like that. He can use their powers as his own. And so, all that, all that story stuff leads up to another character, like I was just saying before. Graham is his name. Which is, like, a candidate to become reincarnated as Dracula. Which he believes that he is, like, the reincarnated form of Dracula. Because of a battle that happened that's never mentioned again after the game, you know, like, even, like, in the main timeline stuff. 1999, apparently, Dracula's resurrection stuff for the Castlevania stuff was just killed in that year. But, uh, quintessentially the game is... Y2K fantastic. got him. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, it was like a Y2K bug that pretty much killed Dracula back then. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds- but the overall thoughts, this is definitely the best game inside of that trilogy. It's definitely grind-heavy, especially if you want to go through and collect all the souls in that regards. But at the same time, I'm still having a blast playing this game. The music is absolutely fantastic. The level design and stuff is is actually fairly smart. There are a lot of hidden things you can go through and find. Some things you won't even find unless you do subsequent playthroughs in order to try to like find more appreciative stuff. But my main goal with it is I want to collect all the souls. I want to get the Platinum Trophy for this game. The Castlevania Advance stuff. I'm already over like 70% there. I mean, hell, I'm like, what, 77% if not the trophy thing? I'm like 42 trophies out of 49. And I still got to go through and like collect all the souls. Beat the game as Julius, which is incredibly short. I beat the game as Julius before in Artie of Sorrow. But it's still a blast to play. I definitely would recommend it to our listeners especially those that are either watching it on Twitch or listening to us right at this moment in time, if you love Metroidvania games and you are interested in seeing some of the, like the games that sparked that boom in regards to the whole last generation and stuff to what's going on right now. You owe it upon yourself to at least give a try the Castlevania Advance collection. Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, even though Harmony of Dissonance is pretty bloated, and Aria of Sorrow, definitely the best of the trilogy, in my honest opinion. They are games worthwhile to give a try. Hey, if you like them, you like them. If you don't, you know, hell, at least you get to say that you've actually experienced a bit of history from back then. But since I grew up playing these games, essentially, I mean, it's such a blast going through something familiar. But yeah... I know it's been a little bit long-winded, but yes, that's what I've been playing.
0: <laughs> well, it's very cool girls. I'm glad you're ha- happy. Happy to have a good time. Um, can't wait for, the, for you to jump in some guardians. Of the yeah, uh, here soon I'm
1: happy. But, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be happy to jump in some guardians of the galaxy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so will be a, it's gonna be fun next week though for us. So, uh, uh, just kind of keep an eye out. We'll be, uh, talking about extra life and all that stuff next week. Well, reminder, uh, in case you forgot, we will be out a day later than normal. Uh, next week, because of Extra Life, we'll be recording on Sunday, so Saturday, um, extra-life.org. If you're curious about what, what uh, Extra Life wants, more details on it, just go to that website, and it's everything there for you. Um, like us, share uh, share us, five stars, reviews, comments, uh, follows. Uh, if you really like this podcast, click right here around my junk area on that big thumbs up on YouTube. Um, more of you these guys do stuff like that. Uh, will help it help us out a lot especially clicking on my junk makes me very happy um but yeah i was host i was telling
1: and i've been colonel Gables. so until next time everyone definitely play yourself some fun games definitely enjoy life for what it is right at this moment in time doesn't matter whether or not how crazy everything gets you still gotta find room to find happiness inside of your life in some Mm form that's perfectly legal and not stupid But at the same time, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast.
0: Oh, Henny Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.